Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add-ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Unitanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. Today's Sunday session is brought to you by More Beer, the makers of the all-new Ultimate Conical Fermenter. Check them out today at morebeer.com. Great beer is about drinkability. Doesn't matter the style. You guys are like walking beer Wikipedia. That's the first time that you've ever accepted me as a person. Or you have a fermentation in your gut. I'm jet propelled at all times. (laughs) How many guys do you think that you have the privilege to slap? Somebody who's never tasted a commercial example. And this is how you know everything about this beer? Please, you don't. I think it's bullshit. (laughs) I think it's bullshit too. Wow. Are you guys going to arm wrestle? No. No. We're going to teabag fight. (laughs) You heard of Junkyard Wars? Can I get another high five? Now, live from the Brewing Network Studios in Northern California, this is the radio program for home brewers, craft brewers, beer lovers, and beer geeks. It's your only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers together with expert drinkers. This is the radio program with a head on it. This is The Session. Welcome to the session, everybody. Another great show here from the beautiful downtown Martinez area of California. I like the way you say another great show before we've even done it. Yeah, well, I'm uh, optimistic. And uh, <laughs> why don't we do a positive show today? We don't have JP on the air with us today. We should be positive all day long. No, we shouldn't. No, we'll encourage each other and we'll tell each other how good they're doing. But we're not doing that good. <laughs> Screw all of us. <laughs> Moscow. We'll just hop I'm doing good. Yeah. Moscow's sitting in JP's chair. Maybe it's something about oh, the chair. I, it must be that, that vortex right there, just <laughs> sucking him right down. No, yeah. it isn't. <laughs> Susie, what do you think? Should he's, we? I think he's filling in for JP is what he's doing. Should we encourage each other and I be like nice? I like encouraging. I'm having a great weekend, so it's... Are you? Susie got laid. Giggles, of course. I think, it got, I think it's a little better than getting laid for Susie. If I'm uh, remembering correctly, the Susie's uh, Homebrew Club won California State Homebrew Club wow. of the Year. We Yeah. Along with the with the Greenbelt Brewers, yes. right? <laughs> What's with the tie? What is this? I fucking don't know. Little it's league? the first time in 29 years that they tied, but it's okay. I love Greenbelt. They're awesome. Yeah. They make good food. They make good beer. They're so much fun. So I think their dynamic works really well with our club. So when we have that luncheon or dinner that they're putting on for us, it's going to be awesome. So is, is Greenbelt my friend Danny Deneen's club? It is. Yeah. It's Danny oh, it's, and Eve Deneen's club. Oh, it's their club. All right. Well, then I'll accept the tie. Susie's <laughs> also running for office. Are you? What? But the way she's all 
politically all good. Sounding right. You know, yeah. It's I'm all good. Trying We're to get out of play. office right now. <laughs> I'm way better than him. I'd vote for Suze in, Why? in whatever office. She got nice tits. There you go. Yeah, and she's a nice lady. It's too good. Yeah, it's <laughs> too good. Thing. Someone yesterday told me that I couldn't be a home brewer because I was cute. <laughs> well, it, really, you mean there aren't any? You know, in some? general, that person makes a good point. So. We were standing there, and he's all like, "Yeah, it's an ugly crowd, huh, bartender?" I'm like, "What do you mean, ugly crowd?" He's like, "Well, you know, not you, honey, the home brewers." I'm like, <laughs> "Right, the rest." I'm like, "I'm a home brewer." Well, congratulations on the uh, yeah. California State Homebrew Club of the Year. Woo-woo, thanks. Yeah, you guys have been uh, really coming up in the world the last couple of years. Yeah, yeah. I know. Getting it together and organizing. I and run that thing. Like, I crack the whip. Are you the president? Or not- you're like the, you just pull the strings behind. <laughs> um, I'm trying not to be an officer anymore. I see. But I keep but getting sucked in and I control everything. Every time. You control break. to get out. <laughs> That's my impression. It's good. How was it? It's not like I'm dying. I don't even sound anything like Marlon Brando. Susie, did your did your beer help the cause, or are you just kind of on the administrative side? Is your beer placing? Um, Shane's beer placed. Uh-huh. He took home three ribbons yesterday, two seconds and a third. Is that is Shane's beer is your beer all of a sudden? Now you guys are one? They're one. You don't even live together, but now you're one? <laughs> now your beer is I'm the same? I'm not claiming it as mine. He's a great brewer. I, I brew my own. He brews his own. We brew together sometimes. But Shane kicks him ass. He kicks so much ass. I nice. think, I think he's like quite... better than me in hockey and in brewing. I'm better well, than him in wearing dresses and <laughs> cooking. You know, That's, we balance each other out. That is it's a good been... balance. Let's go back to the original question, Susie. <laughs> How, how's your beer doing? Did you have any beer that helped mm. win the? No, but your. But I have a feeling that your uh, motivation uh, and your motivational speaking helped win for yes. the, for your club. Am I, I right? Mm-hmm. Happy endings for everybody who gets a medal. Hell Was that yeah. part of the deal? I need to motivate them somehow. <laughs> yeah. Why do you think my club's so happy? <laughs> Called a while for a reason. Right. I'm surprised they have the. Uh, they they're even brewing. Like they have enough energy left. <laughs> You know, Doc was president of Doe's for a while, and I told him, I said, listen, if you want to see this club win, you'll offer happy endings for every time they medal. And uh, I don't know what happened from that. All I do know <laughs> is that Doe's started kicking some ass. So it could have been my advice, or I don't know. It's something else. I'm not sure. Hey, I'm not talking. <laughs> right. You know, giving it, away it, secrets. Those records have been sealed for 50 years. <laughs> right. <laughs> I love it. All right. Well, congratulations, Suze. That's pretty badass. Thank you. I'm really proud of them. Do you guys get to do the big uh, Anchor Steam uh, event now? Don't yes. they invite the, the California Homebrew Club of the Year every year to come and, and have a big party at Anchor? Yeah, so it'll be in February. I think it's around the same time as SF Beer Week. Okay. And we're going to be sharing it with Greenbelt. Nice. So it'll be fun. I might go to that. I haven't been able to go in a while because I think it's always on a Sunday. It's always when we have the show. Doc often goes and then yeah. shows up here after having a good time. <laughs> yeah, <It's> nice. <laughs> Maybe I'll try to go with you guys this year. It sounds fun. Well, congratulations. That's uh, that's really good stuff. And another good news, uh, Tasty was at Russian River this week, uh, rebrewing uh, some more Janet's Brown. <laughs> How did that go? It went well. Uh, two batches? Two batches. We had to get there like at uh, 7.30 in the morning. To, oh, God. No. Oh, yeah. You should have just stayed the night before. And- we thought about that. We definitely did. Yeah. But uh, Did you go with Chad and Randy? Yeah, Chad and Randy were there. We pulled them out of... Uh, their day jobs. How's Chad doing? Chad's doing well. You know, he's 
I guess stuck at the bar there or something. I don't know. He's uh, was he still the same old chat, or were you no, able to communicate changed. with him? Yeah, <laughs> enough. Yes, yes. But I know where you're going. I know what you're thinking. I see. He has changed quite a bit. He's grown up, hasn't he? He's still the same old chat. That's just, good. Yeah, he's just more uh, responsible. Love that kid. He is. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's got things to do, and he's I don't got know what a, that's about. But got a lady to to please. Yeah. You know. Yeah. She likes responsible guys. <laughs> I see. He likes doing what she wants, so that's good. How about we get, it, in heaven. we get him fired, and then we can have our old Chad back. <laughs> yeah, right. We just want a poor guy. So we can have our, we'll be happy, but he'll be poor right. and working for the Brewing Network again. <laughs> yeah. Right now, he's happy and not poor, and uh, we're selfish. We just want him to ourselves. Yeah. So so we brewed, because we we, uh, he got rid of his all of his smaller fermenters. He used to have a couple of 20-barrel uh, fermenters that we do the Janice Brown into, because, I don't know. But he got rid of all those just because he needed to make more beer. So this time we had to do two 18-barrel uh, uh, batches. Oh, I see. So we had to do you know two dough-ins and two mash-outs. Will this only be a draft beer? Uh, I think about a dozen or so kegs I'll be able to send here and there. Okay. But mostly close to. And not bottles, though? No, no bottles. Yeah, yeah. Then okay. We're never going to do that. Yeah. Although he promised it, but. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's got to brew that. reneged. Got to do that Vinny, in the big system. Yeah, Vinny reneged. <laughs> you heard it here. You know, I saw Vinny at the Great American Beer Festival, and he wants I to come too. back on the show. Um, oh, yeah. He, he says did. he's due. And Natalie, by the way, you know, his wife and partner, was mm-hmm. like, hey, I've never been on the show. And I said, Natalie, oh. this is not by my own fault. I have told uh, Vinny every time. Please bring Natalie on the program, and so I think the next time they do the show, we're gonna we're gonna get them both. That'd be glad. They'd and be glad to be here. As fun it is to have uh, Vinny on the show, I think we'll all be excited to interview Natalie. Oh yeah, she'll do all the talking if they're both here. She's we, a lot of fun. We meeting you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's a lot of fun. So, uh, and we'll ask about why Janet's Brown, uh, why we haven't seen that in bottles yet. You know? Yeah. Ask her. Yeah, you remember me saying that he promised that that would happen. Sure. Oh, I'll bring it up, Tasty. Don't you worry. So he owes me. Yeah, he does owe you. Definitely. Well, we'll you know. talk about it. So we brewed the beer, um, which went, you know, well, <laughs> right off the bat, uh, there was some problem with the side. Because, you know, we're brewing at the pub. That's the 20-barrel system. Or, okay. Yeah. And, uh, but they get the uh, base malt uh from the main brewery outside of town because they have a silo there, right? So they filled this big tub with the base grain. And they Which took, is what? Just American two-row? Yeah, RAR, basically. Okay. Right. Well, there was some problem with the silo the day before. I don't know. Something about it being fluffy or something. Some, whatever that means. <laughs> anyway, there wasn't enough uh, base malt, so he used more of, uh, or used this, some sack malt of, you know, like some, uh, a different variety, you know, like a, a Maris Otter style uh, malt. So it wasn't even just your plain American two row. Yeah, well, it was no. It, what we had the base, it was like fifty percent that, and then about twenty one percent of this other other malt, this Maris Otter stuff. I see. Interesting. So, so you're not sure gonna, the beer's going to be different. So also, then we did, we missed our gravity somewhat. We were like over a little bit on the first batch. Could have been that Maris then we Otter. Just, we just adjusted that in the second batch. Just yeah, took some of that Maris Otter out. Huh. So we'll have actually two different batches to taste. No, no, they then. both went in the same fermenter. Oh, they did. I yeah, see. So it's like they're blended together. So we were able to adjust the first by adjusting the second. Now, did you make any adjustments to the hops or anything else based on the fact that you didn't have all of the two-row you expected to have? Did you decide, okay, well, because we're using this second uh, kind of, of marisada or something, we better up the hops or anything? Did you do any, uh, anything like that? Yeah, I did. You did. Vinny did, but, but I did. <laughs> but you did. Well, you know, because the, the, he described them all as, as adding a lot more dexterous, more body to the beer. Okay. 
uh, which he's using in some of his other beers, by the way. Oh, is okay. All right. He's, yeah, anyway, um, and uh, so I thought, well, maybe we should do and make it just a little bit more bitter. Uh, so we just added uh, a little bit more at the uh, sixty-minute hop. Okay. Just to cut just to get because a mouthfeel dextrinous is fine, but you didn't want it to end up sweet. Yeah, so exactly. Yeah, I'd rather be too bitter than too sweet. I'd... What is the bittering hop on that beer? Northern Brew. Okay, yeah. If it can be bitter, you have to use a lot. So, how, how do you guys decide who's right? A thumb. <laughs> well, he wasn't there. First of all, yeah. So. Okay. okay. Vinny's not there, so Tasty decides that Tasty's oh, yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tasty's right. Well, that is the cool thing, actually, about the relationship that you have with Vinny now, and particularly with this beer, is that he lets you do your thing, doesn't he? He does. It's your beer. Yeah. He's happy to brew it. Yeah. He just gives us the outline. He doesn't care. What yeah. It's gonna. It's gonna taste great, and it's gonna sell. So he. It's fine. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It sells. It's gonna sell for a long time. It's gonna be there. He, he said he hopes to be pouring it while the, uh, during the younger release, which I think is oh February first of February. Yeah, very cool. Well, he's also wants to do. Um, <laughs> this is his idea, and I haven't talked to you about this. He wants to do uh, a Janice Brown Ale only homebrew competition. Ah, uh, where really? Yeah, there'll be a competition. He <laughs> wants to do it there, basically under his sponsorship or wherever you know wherever it's done. Uh, this is a great idea. I think it is. Well, I think he better be ready for the amount of work it's going to be. I mean, people yeah. love to brew that beer. A lot and of if people you, think they're pretty good at it, and, and they are. Yeah. Uh, yeah, if you exactly. open up a Janet's Brown homebrew competition, right. you're going to get some entries, man. Yeah, I think we'd get a, quite a bit. It'd be a lot of fun. And he, oh. you know, he'd, he'd, you know, we haven't talked about a grand prize, but it sounded like it would be, could be as much as flying people out to wow. to brew it on the system there or something like that. Oh, it's cool, man. There's so many people that have nailed this. Oh, yeah. They... It's yeah. people's oh, like uh, it's, it's competition be, winning beer. Oh, it's going to be tight competition. Well, well, there's a dot. Yeah, and Chris, he's saying, okay, well, we're just talking over beer, and he's going like, yeah, we'll get a first, second, and third, guys, and then we'll take the beer that uh, we brew here, and then your homebrew, and then we'll match them all together. Like, mm. I have to put my beer up against these three great <laughs> right. beers that these guys made. Well, wait what, a minute. What if you come? I'm going to come on. I'm going to come off fifth in this deal. That's a lose lose situation. I told him. You know wow. what you guys should do? You should uh, announce you're going to have a Janet's Brown homebrew competition, and then don't release any details about that competition, oh, yeah. and just leave all of California hanging. All right. That's the whole thing. I got it. Yeah. It's kind of how we roll around here. That's how we do it. That's what we did with our kids. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the reality of it. As he's telling me, as I'm going, like, who now is going to? I mean, it's a lot of work to put on a homebrew competition, even a small one. Right. You know, there's a lot of logistics you got to handle. I've done them, but anyway. Yeah. I'm, I don't think he's not going to let this go. He's been talking about this. Like, uh, can you limit it to years. a number of uh, entries? I don't know. How you, how do you do that? Like, have a, you can have a short window and make it hard to, to get get an in on time. Kind well, of you can have a pre-register in, like, the first 500 oh, or I whatever see. it is. We can limit it, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, it, it's, it's, it's going to get nutty. I couldn't okay. imagine uh, how many people would... Uh, well, of course, it'd be a tough competition to win, right? Say there's 50 of the same recipe, basically. Uh, well, if you can be first amongst that, that'd be pretty crazy. Right. You'll have to be a judge, you know. Of course, yeah. yeah. yeah that's a lot of responsibility. Right. You don't like to judge. You like to sell her and kind of stand aside. Smooth and... No, no, you're going to have to work on this one. Yeah, see? That's another reason I don't like it. It's the work. <laughs> yeah, right. well, you, the old you taste buds. Anyway, Vinny's not going to let it die, obviously, so look, it, this may happen. All right, well, we'll have to talk to him about that and see if we can get involved. Oh, no, he wants us involved. He says, oh, yeah, we do a lot of this on the show, he's saying. Okay. Oh, definitely wants Okay. Us. Yeah. All right, well, we'll get them in here soon, and 
I'm glad you got to go brew another uh, couple batches. It's always there. a great honor. Yeah, I'll be looking forward to seeing it on tap at your different uh, yeah. uh, coming out parties that you like to have yeah, once it's <laughs> mini tours. Yeah. Once it's brewed. How can we find out where they are? <laughs> You'll be here. Right here. On <laughs> Follow me on Facebook and I'll let you know. Good. Uh, Mills uh, wrote in from the chat room. You know, he's going to be on the show, actually, in December. Oh, he's, cool. a, he's a pro brewer now. He wants to make sure that Janet's Brown will still be on tap for him. It in, will be in, on, yeah, all in, December, all in January. That'll be fine. Okay. All right. Uh, looks like I have JP uh, on the line. JP, JP, what's happening, buddy? Hi, friend. How's it going over there? It's good, man. That's good. How are you guys doing in the studio? Yeah, you know, we're, it doesn't smell like Auschwitz, so we're not on Highway 5. We're, we're more on the Malty side. We don't have enough IBUs, yeah. hence your bitterness. Uh, well, if I, if I know you guys well enough, it'll smell like butt either way in a couple hours. That's, <laughs> that's true. How did uh, the Disney uh, Friends in the Lands with Blobberglop go? It went pretty well. Not a lot of people showed up. Uh, which is fine with me. I didn't want to be like tour guide, but uh, it was cool. Blobber came with his little kids, his little blobber kids, and uh, you know there were these toe heads running around. Everything was fine. They had a good time. Blobber seemed to have a great time, and uh, Bevo actually came, and uh, Terrence, and uh, you know they brought their food, and Warren Beardy came from Her- Heretic Brewing Company. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a couple listeners, Matt Ellis showed up, and Chad McDiggles. Uh, more, uh, we, you know, more importantly, uh, how is Blobber's wife? Because she looks hot in the in the photos. She's a pretty lady, for really. Sure. Yeah, Blobber's got a hot wife. And uh, well, is she cool, or what do you think? Yeah, yeah, she was real cool. She was quiet. Okay, uh, <laughs> just so the way you like them. <laughs> yeah, right. looking and quiet. I don't know if it was the language, you know, if she how much English she really knew, or if she was just uncomfortable with, you know, eighty five like beer guys around her or not but um right. it was neat she let Bobber, you know hang out with us uh, at night and drink some beers and uh, have a good time and uh, yeah it was a lot of fun you, you should have been there did he uh did he share was he willing to share her with you i mean you're kind <laughs> of a big deal you know well we didn't talk about it so much we tried to do a series of hand signals behind her back but she was too smart for that so. i see well, well she bad. probably recognizes the shocker from a mile away <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right it's the same in every language. You didn't know the French, which is uh, you don't wash your hands first. Right. Right. Well, that, I'm uh, glad you had fun at Disneyland. Uh, what else is happening? Well, the good news is, um, you know, I saw the Backstreet Boys perform at really? Disneyland. Wow. And you got, you got all their autographs? I didn't get the I didn't have my autograph book on. Damn. Hmm. How much of but, the... Uh, how, how much of the original lineup is it? I think it's everybody. Is it really? I feel like well, they, I mean, they all they went were, on to great success, didn't they? Yeah. Well, <laughs> but, but when, when Disney wants you to headline their uh, holiday special, you don't say, no, I have to produce this C-list you know, album coming out for someone else that you've never heard of. Right. Uh, how, yeah. was the, how was the show? Did they play all their hits? <laughs> um, they were playing one... It was like for Disney for the uh, Christmas special for ABC. So they didn't do it. I, I don't know if they did their song, but they did some Christmas song. And, uh, it was real weird because it was like 85 degrees out, and they all came out in sweaters and scarves and shit like that. Yeah. Like, remember, guys, it's supposed to be real cold, and people are in tank tops and shorts. Like, oh, uh, it's real good. It's California. 
Isn't Justin Timberlake in the Backstreet Boys? No, that wow. was um, that was uh, nine, uh, ninety-eight uh, degrees. No, 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 in sync, in sync. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think you know. <laughs> Moscow. Whatever. I mean, according to my album, he does have all the autographs. I just wikied it real quick. All right. That's what Terrence was saying. I'm like, like you don't have their, you know, full color photo, you know, on your wall still, dude. High school. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Little Backstreet Boys. Is this this is one of the hits? Did they play this for you? Oh my god. <laughs> nice, Susie. You are You're wet, aren't J- you? JP's not holding the phone up to his ear anymore. Now he's got the lighter in the air. Yeah. Driving with one hand. I mean, this is where they really brought it home, right? Oh, yeah. Sorry? I think this is where they were peaking for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking of coming to Disneyland with you guys and doing a bunch of E and watching the Backstreet Boys, too. Is there any other way? Come on. <laughs> right. Me and Mickey, at, like, Mick, I would become a furry, I think. <laughs> if I was on E and I saw Mickey, I'd, I'd become a furry quick. What would be your furry? <laughs> uh, probably goofy. Fuck it. Really? Well, if you're going to go furry, you might as well go gay while you're at it. You know? Yeah, anybody follow my logic? <laughs> anybody else uh, see his follower? I don't know. I think it'd be a good choice because he has those real long ears and they're very soft. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm thinking. He must have a big schlong. Rubbing an ear on He's his a face. dog. <laughs> He's got a big red schlong then. Fine. There you go. Red rock. Retractable. Yeah. Red rock. Yeah. Red rock. Yeah. Red rock. Uh, all right. Well, um, I hope you're driving safe, JP. Yeah, and so far it all sounds totally satisfactory reason for why you're not here. Right. Yeah, well, you know, um, I got a late start in the day. I still have two hours to drive, so. Oh. Okay. One of those, I uh, feel that I help Blobber do some shopping for his kids, and just the time change fucked us up, and next thing I know, it's 1 o'clock, and we're like, oh. And I stopped and got some beer from our friends at Eagle Rock for the studio, but um, I just I wasn't able to be out of there in time. So, the ti- sorry. The, the time change is a, a terrible excuse, because you actually gained an hour. <laughs> yeah. Except it, it no, is, but, it's also I, terrible because he's 35 years old. Change? <laughs> so I was going on that and had to do the math in my head while I was trying to do two other things. So Except that it's also, it's also entirely bullshit because the time-telling device that we all use, which is our telephone, updates automatically yeah. nowadays. Yeah. So, so you know he woke up and he looked at the correct time. No, I'm picturing him twisting oh, his analog Mickey that. Mouse watch. <laughs> He's like, oh. oh, I didn't know the time change, except that that's what my clock said. You know, I didn't say that I didn't know the time change. I didn't oh. say that. I said it messed me up. Oh, well, how did it, how does it mess you up if you don't know that it changed? If you're going to make fun of me, at least get it right. I just, I still don't get it. How does it mess you up if you if you know that it changed? It, but I had to look at it and and just do the do the thing. So I had I thought I was rushed for time, and then I'm like, oh yeah, it changed. And then I let the lack of a firm ETA get a, get away from me. And so I'm like, oh, I have time. And the next thing I know, I, I was actually running behind. I feel like I'm listening to a, <laughs> I feel like I'm listening to a presidential debate where they where they say a lot of things. Should I fact check this? But none of them say anything. Uh, well, <laughs> hey, if uh, if you like me as much as Obama, then that's a good thing. <laughs> no, Obama. I like you less, and I don't think that's possible. Oh. Talk. I'm potential material, is what you just said. <laughs> right. I'm pretty sure that is what he said, JP. That's it. I like JP's interpretation. It's good. Yeah. 
Well, hey, listen. Um, I mean, the show means nothing compared to making sure that uh, Blobberglop's kids got the right gift before going back to America's hat. So I think you you probably made the right decision. I think so, too. I mean, dude, travel 3,000 miles, you know. You've had to travel a day and a half to get out here, man. So I was like, hey, help the guy save a bunch of money on buying presents. I will help them out. Right. I mean, forget the fact that he was there for three days. Uh, make sure that you help him do that today before he goes back to Canada. And, you know, as long as you did something that his kids won't forget you. <laughs> right. Yeah. Ever. Right. Well, look, you want me to be a nice guy, then time I'm a nice guy, suddenly I'm a nice, not a nice guy. So, <laughs> <laughs> it's true. JP can't win. He does a nice thing, and we're like, what an asshole. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I hope a bunch of money, uh, you know, we were hanging out a little bit, he's a nice guy, I like Blobber, he came all the way out here for us to, to hang out with the guys from the Brewing Network, and, um, you know, that was the least I could do. I tried to make it out in time, I'm sorry I didn't do it, my fault. <laughs> Are you driving right now, or is Taryn driving? The show was supposed to be on a Monday, by the way, but fuck both of you. I'm driving right now. No, no, that was that was next week. The calendar, I don't remember the calendar no, no, changing. It, I think the was, calendar's been the same yeah, all year. It was always on Sunday. Next week, it kind of flip-flopped. Nope. nope. The last two meetings, I told both of you face-to-face, please have the non-scheduled show on the Monday. Yeah, no problem. Why? Because I'm not out of town. Oh, yeah, great. What happened? Oh, hey, it's going to be on a Sunday. Awesome. Mm. Oh, no, I, I counted you out weeks ago. I don't know. The calendar for 2012 has been the same the whole time. It was always there. No, was a... no today was never filled until last week when we had to reschedule Joe. Oh. No, I, I figured you'd be high on Mickey even if you got back on Sunday. Right. You're, you're just uh, useless. Right. Well, I mean, we all knew if, if you're going to Disneyland, that you know, you count you out. It's a Disneyland. No. No, I, I figured you. I figured you'd be staying at least until Tuesday. <laughs> All right. I mean, I would, but Taryn has to work, so that bitch. you know, get a new girlfriend. And I have second night tomorrow night, so it's it's a full. So I have a world full of priorities. <laughs> well, and Mickey doesn't seem to be one of them. Jip, the chat room wants to know how you're going to pick a Twitter winner this week if you're not Ooh. here. Well, you know, I sent you and Scott the email with all the costumes, so I'll leave it up to you guys. What about this week's Twitter winner? Um, this week's Twitter winner. What are, don't we have to, a Twitter game first? That's what I'm getting at. Uh, yeah, you got a Twitter game there, buddy? Hey, you know, I, I don't have a Twitter game. I'm can, sorry. Can you call back? <laughs> right now, JP's like, why did I call this fucking show? I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> I just I'm I'm hearing his inner dialogue and it all says well, this is this is the stupidest thing I've done all week. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like you know, I go away for a vacation. It's not really a vacation. Let's be honest. I have to do work every single day, even on my stupid vacation. So right. I'm too dumb. One of you guys to do it for me. Right. So I let I let a couple things slip. Sorry, there's no feedback. No Twitter game. Now I'm an <laughs> asshole. I'm still bitter about the feedback part. Yeah, Doc's not happy. I, 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 I said, what? <laughs> hey, Doc, next time I'll work harder on my vacation. It's not, it's not like you've been gone all week. <laughs> well, and also, vacation from what? <laughs> from, from couch. Ouch. <laughs> from the couch. Yes. Did he say from the couch yeah, or ouch? Did. I think, you know, I think couch. Ouch. I'm, uh, no, from the couch. 
I need time to not sit on the couch so the divot rises back to normal. <laughs> well, I, now I did get your uh, your Twitter game uh, photo, and as it turns out, we only had one entry into uh, our Insider? Twitter game all week. Yeah, so. Uh, you were just supposed to say, out of all of the ones that we got. Oh. Thank you all for the great entries. Although, now, Tasty, you're, you're a dog guy, so I gotta, I gotta ask your opinion on this. Now, the photo that we got from Jeremy, uh, also known as Honcher Brew on Twitter, is of his dog in a costume. And I'm not a fan of putting your dog in a costume. The dog doesn't know what the goddamn costume is. Not only does it not know, it doesn't want it. And it doesn't want it. It doesn't like it at it all. It never. Now, maybe if you got one of those little shitty dogs that you put a sweater on like 365 days of the year anyway, then it doesn't really bother it because you're already putting that shitty sweater on yeah, the dog. Yeah, it's already resigned itself to a horrible life. But most dogs, they don't... Uh, this dog, by the way, looks miserable. Yeah, it really <laughs> Really does. Looks like he can wait to get that thing it, off. It's a pumpkin, and so it was our only entry. But I'm feeling like we asked for an entry of you in a costume, and you sent us this animal abuse. Uh, I don't it think is. it's a winner. I think it's disqualified. So, disqualified, right? Yeah. So, JT, what do you think? No winner. <laughs> Give him a silver medal. In the, in the joke on the show before, where there's no gold awarded in the category. Yeah. Really. Right. You- Pick a gold winner from the, the, the people who enter. It's like that. It is like that's what I think Doc is saying too. That there is no gold uh, entered into this yeah. year's Twitter Halloween category. That's right. So the the I don't even think there's a beer in that picture either. But it was the only one. He was. I think I will send him a prize pack, not for winning, okay. but for actually going through and help creating a bit on the show. <laughs> right. Because this show, this is a listener's show. Well, that's if fair. Bring, if you don't participate, then the show sucks a lot like it does right now. Well, that's fair. All right, you can give him a prize for participation, just like uh, yeah. Doc's kids get, for example, at Little League. Yes. Uh, if they do poorly, they could still get a prize for participation. Yeah. Great message. So, But just make sure you let Jeremy know that he did poorly. <laughs> He's just getting a prize for participation. Hey, Doc, here's your prize. <laughs> just saying, yeah, the dog is kind of beer-colored. <laughs> it's a, yeah. You're right. It just looks happier. It's right? kind of amber. It's just a bit amber, pale alley. No, no, Justin, you have two dogs. Yeah. This I've never put a fucking... Uh, oh, that's not true. I did put a sweater on the biscuit once. But, but she was cold. Yeah, but of your two <laughs> dogs, one you would never put something on. The other one, you don't care what... You, you dress them up as... You're right. A speed bump. You're right. I dress it up as a speed bump and, 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 and staple it down to the Safeway parking lot. Yeah. I hate that little shit. I know. <laughs> so you do make a good point there, Doc. It's all a costume. <laughs> yeah, he's a, what is he? He's a speed bump. <laughs> Can't you tell? Feel, feel free to use him. I love it. All right, well, uh, JP, you'll have to send Jeremy a prize, please. I will. I will do that as soon as I get home next week. <laughs> all right, brother. I'm glad you had a good time. Thanks for calling in, and drive safe, please. Hey, thanks, and I uh, hope to see you guys real soon. All right, Jipper. Later, man. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Boy, that call sure sucked. <laughs> I like that he calls. You know, he's not just calling in sick. He, what other job, uh, you know, do you get to call in sick and call and talk to your boss on, you know? Yeah, you literally call in sick. <laughs> you call in. Uh, you know, I like it. I, and I participate. I value his contribution. Yeah, you do. That's awesome. All right. 
Uh, we got a great show for you today. Joe Castellute from Peace Tree Brewing Company will be on the program. And he was supposed to be on the program uh, last week, but we didn't get his beer in time. And now we've got his beer, so we feel, um, well, that we'll get drunker and possibly have a better uh, interview yeah. with Joe as well. So we'll be talking to Joe in just a couple of minutes. Uh, a few announcements. we got merchandise in the store. If you haven't checked it lately, you should. Uh, we got a bunch of new hats and T-shirts, and there might even be a couple of lunch meat shirts yeah. left in there. I was going to say, do you get the lunch meat shirts in? There were, uh, although JP said they were going fast, so I don't know if we have all sizes. Um, but we've got them both in men's and women's uh, sizes. And then uh, all sorts of our different designs are in there. Plus, you can get the new IPA book by Mitch Steele, which is a fantastic book. There are yeast books in there, um, uh, the Brewing with Wheat, uh, all sorts of stuff. So check out the Brewing Network store if you haven't done it lately, and you might find something that you like. And speaking of shopping, you know, uh, if you do shopping on Amazon, you can do that through the Brewing Network just by clicking the Amazon link right there on our homepage. And then you do your shopping at as normal, but they give us a little piece of your money. And if you're going to be spending it anyway, uh, why not send it over to us? And a lot of you have been doing it lately, and we very much appreciate that. Uh, it goes a long way to pay the bills around here at the BN. What's our Amazon product of the week, Mosky? The Dungeons & Dungeons Fantasy Role-Playing Game, an essential, an essential D&D starter. JP uh, had to be well, the guy. That's but. what I think. <laughs> but the, the reason I included it is because there were four purchased. Really? Yes. It, it's the same product, and it'll it'll give you the quantity next to it. And the quantity for this one is four. Well, hang on now. I believe I asked JP last week who plays D&D, and I believe there were four of them. Mm. I bet he bought one for everyone. Well, good for them. They clicked through Amazon. <laughs> but I was thinking when I saw it, I was like, well, it's either four separate people right. or one person ordered four. There's no goddamn way. Is there? Is it possible that four separate listeners of ours all went and bought the D and D guide? Seems to, unlikely to dungeon mastering or whatever it is. What if they oh oh be yeah, cool? the dungeon master. That's a high yeah. percentage. I don't. That's, that's disconcerting <laughs> in a way. It's gotta be one. We person. need to get a different audience. I'm thinking. <laughs> well, but there is also the possibility that it's a family full of nerds and someone is doing Christmas shopping. Right. Well, that's why I say it's JP's buying it for his whole crew, uh, his nerd you know? family. Yeah, that does make sense. Or it could have been JP's dungeon master who bought it for the whole crew. Let's be honest. So, Justin, you never played D D and D? Never. I, I feel like I missed out or something. Well, I did too. I came in. I, I'm a little older than that kind of thing. So right. But I had roommates that were had played it. Well, and it was my age group, and I had friends that played it, but I... Uh, was too busy getting laid? <laughs> <laughs> that might have been. Well, I didn't get laid very much as a kid, I'll be honest, but I was. I might have been too busy doing something useful. I don't know. Uh, you know, Grandma didn't have the basement. <laughs> right. You know. Yeah, I grew up in the desert. There were no basements. But no, I had friends that did it. Uh, I don't know. Uh, they spent time during the week building things for it and, and costumes and... And I felt like, you guys probably shouldn't talk to me about this stuff, because it makes me think you're a douchebag. Well, there are some through lines in this nerd world. Like, I've noticed connections with D&D &D and homebrewing and right. uh, 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 Magic the Gathering, Texas Hold'em. There's weird through lines. Yes, <laughs> right. it sounds Texas weird Hold em, yeah. through these activities, but a lot of the people with these backgrounds will get involved in... But And I love Hold'em and beer, but I think that D&D is the nerdiest thing in the world, but for some guys, it, uh, they just love all of them. Well, here's why. I'll, I'll tell you, I, I would... Unless this show I was on, I would never heard of LARPing. Right. <laughs> or furries. Yeah, right. You're welcome. 
Yeah. I, I'm more of a whole human being now. <laughs> Definitely uh, more up to date on pop culture. Yeah. Well, at least our version of it. Right. Our uh, limited version of it. Yes. I'll tell you what each of those things that you've just described uh, has in common and why there's a string through them uh, for people to participate. And that's that you can do each one on your own in the comfort of your own ah, living room. Ah, yes. Uh, you can, you can uh, play uh, online poker. Um, and uh, do D and D. You can build yes. your character, or with like two of your friends. It's fine. See, all of them involve non-social behavior, intensive individual activity. Home brewing. You know, you do it in your own backyard. Uh, I'd say you're not judged, judged but that, that throws out a home brewing. <laughs> right. A lot of times, like a chick will actually be interested, but it's a fat chick. Yes. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Present right. company excluded, of course. <laughs> right. All right. Uh, you can also get the uh, Android and iPhone apps for this program, so you can listen on the go in the Android market and also uh, iTunes just by searching BN Mobile. Watch all this live on justin.tv slash brewing network. You can see the live studio cam. And uh, finally, subscribe and join the BN Army. Uh, you're in the BN Army if you're a listener anyway, but if you're a recurring donor, you get entered into the More Beer Donation Giveaway, which enters you into a raffle each month to win 100 bucks to spend at more beer and you just click the uh, one time uh, sorry the uh, recurring donation button on the uh, donation page and uh, you're automatically entered uh, automatically you can find all these updates and more on twitter and facebook send uh, show ideas over to scott uh, the jew uh, he's at scott at the brewing network.com send feedback to feedback at the brewing network.com although we don't have any uh, feedback today uh, we already covered our Twitter game winner for today. Uh, he was more of a Twitter game loser. But yes, he will, we love uh, loser this week. Uh, but he will, uh, he will win a prize for participating. And that's Jeremy. Thanks for sending in the photo of your miserable dog. Um, <laughs> all right. He did really look miserable. miserable. Oh, man, he's like, are we done yet? Poor dog's ready to chew off his own paw. Yeah. And finally, if you're looking for a way to spice things up in the bedroom, don't forget to go over to adamandeve.com. You know, you can get three free adult DVDs with your order. You can choose from genres such as anal, amateur, Asian, big breast, big butt, bisexual, chunky, co-ed, fetish, gay, interactive, point of view, lesbian, MILFs, and etc. I mean, the list goes on and on. Uh, if you can't find a DVD that you like at adamandeve.com, well, let's face it. You're a fucking freak. You think there's Dungeons and Dragons themed porn? There has to be. Yeah, where one they can have only like know. all that's, sorts of parody porn, so yeah, I'm pretty sure that one. there's got to be like Dungeons and Dragons. What, what kind of porn are you into, Suze? Fun kinds. <laughs> Fun kinds. What do you have like a like clowns? Hell no. People are laughing. <laughs> Oh my god, I watched clown midget porn once and that was just like the uh. worst thing I've ever seen in my whole entire life. Are yeah, you but, into but, like but how'd your partner like it? <laughs> <laughs> it was just on at a party. Oh. Yeah, do, do you Never want like the whole would you prefer a whole storyline or do you just no. want to get right to it get right to it I don't need to know about oh my god I have never done this before <laughs> we're gonna go out now and <laughs> you want to give us money oh my god okay or even worse when they try yeah. to take the acting seriously right no just get naked just get naked don't even well, make out too much just <laughs> yeah just, who wants to see making out yeah, yeah. the sex is the star right the worst thing is if you're just trying to find something really fast yeah. and then you're like okay this is like 45 minutes and like 30 minutes later I haven't even gotten naked yet <laughs> that's yeah. why they have fast forward I do yeah. fast forward <laughs>
All right. Well, you can find uh, everything you want over at AdamEve.com. If you go to AdamEve.com right now and get 50% off just about any one item, uh, then you can choose uh, uh, three free adult DVDs. Uh, you'll also get free uh, shipping and a free mystery gift. So uh, use coupon code BNARMY. That's B-N-A-R-M-Y. And look, uh, why go to the creepy uh, store down the road? When you can do it all from the comfort of your home, go to adamneve.com. And if you just can't wait, they have a mobile site. So uh, search from your mobile phone, adamneve.com, and you'll, you'll pop up at the mobile site, and you can sit right on the commuter train. Oh, well, public transit? I just think uh, the same thing. Yeah. order uh, dildos and stuff for your old lady. Mm-hmm. You know, and you everybody's right. thinking you're, like, doing email. Yeah. Uh-uh. Check it all out. Don't be afraid, you know. All right. You guys want some more Backstreet Boys? I'm wet. Really? No. In, 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 in. I can't believe they're still touring. That's unbelievable. That you guys? Yeah. The chat room is telling me that we should Google World of Horcraft. <laughs> oh. It's not Dungeons and Dragons. Though. Moscow, do that, but don't do it th- from my computer. Will you? Not your. <laughs> just want to soil Google World of Warcraft from anybody but my computer. All right, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll be talking to Joe Castellud. He's from Peace Tree Brewing Company. Uh, we're going to talk about his use of Belgian yeast uh, in different beers. Plus, Doc's got a Belgian yeast segment for us, too. So hang in there. It's the session. We'll be right back. Listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, more beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. MoreBeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. MoreBeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to MoreBeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, more beer social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to morebeer.com today and take advantage of the buzz, the forum, the learning center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer, bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. Hi, I'm Jamel Zanishef, and in addition to my work on the Brewing Network, I write the style profile column in every issue of Brew Your Own magazine. Hi, I'm Sean Paxton, and when I'm not prepping for the home brewed chef on the Brewing Network, you can find me writing articles on how to cook with your home brew for Brew Your Own magazine. Greetings, cretins. This is John Palmer, and when I'm not writing for Brew Your Own, I'm reading it. 
John Palmer, Sean Paxton, Jamil Zanishev. If you love listening to them on the Brewing Network, you'll love reading their articles, tips, and recipes in the pages of Brew Your Own magazine. Join Jamil, John, and Sean eight times a year in Brew Your Own. And when you subscribe to BYO on the Brewing Network website, half of your subscription price goes right back to the BN to support great beer and food programming. So sign up for Brew Your Own magazine through the BN website today so you can listen and read your way to better homebrew. Nico, listen, our lawyer said that we had to do this for one hour, and after this, we don't have to talk to each other for three more months and then to the next meeting. Kids. Come on, let's get out of here. I'm supposed to have more lines, so I'm the professional. <clears throat> Hey, it's Sully. And I'm Nico. And we opened the 21st Amendment nine years ago at 563 2nd Street in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park, to make great beer and have a great time doing it. That's right, because to us, the 21st Amendment is more than just the right to make beer. It's the right to experiment, to be innovative, and just do things differently. And so now, we're putting our craft beer in cans. That's right, cans. You can find our world-famous Heller High Watermelon Wheat Beer and Brew Free or Die IPA throughout California and Alaska. And now it's also available on draft at select accounts in the Bay Area. So next time you're at your local neighborhood pub or good beer store, be sure to ask for 21st Amendment in cans. Because everyone likes it in the can. Tasty Crack Cans. Tasty Crack Cans. Williams Brewing is your online resource for prompt delivery of quality home brewing supplies. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and freshest ingredients and the best customer service in the business. Cut hours off your brewing sessions by using one of our 11 varieties of famous Williams malt extract. Our Williams Belgian Pale Extract is mashed with pure Belgian two-row malt and a small percentage of Belgian wheat malt for an authentic Belgian character you just can't get from other extracts. Or check out our unique fermenters, two-and-a-half-gallon kegs, paintball tank-based draft beer equipment, bottling aids, and much more. We even have our own line of precision hydrometers. Go to williamsbrewing.com to browse our vast selection. That's williamsbrewing.com. Orders placed by 3.30 p.m. Pacific time ship the same day. Brewing is easy. The Williams way.
Sit down next to it, grab yourself a paper towel, and watch those yeast have sex. You're listening to the Guru Network. Session. Brewing up our next batch of radio gold right now. Welcome back to the program, everybody, and thanks for sticking with us and uh, taking care of some of our sponsors there. Right now, we've got Joe Kestelud. He's the brewmaster over at uh, Peace Tree Brewing Company in Knoxville, Iowa. Joe, are you with us? I'm here. Can you hear me? Yeah, I got you loud and clear. Thanks for being on the program, buddy. Hey, thanks for inviting me. I enjoy it. Yeah, and uh, now we had planned to have Joe on last week, but uh, as you all know, we like to do the interviews when we have their beer in front of us, because it helps us get to know the brewer a little better and give us some more concise answers. So, Joe, your beer finally did arrive. Thanks for uh, uh, sending it to us, man. Excellent. No problem. I'm glad you guys got it. Yeah, and when we say finally, we mean like 8.30 the morning after the show. (laughs) It was like, it was 11 hours late. Came right after. Yeah. And so Moscow has since drank half of it, and he he brought us a half a bottle of each one. So, you know, what a jerk. <laughs> so Joe's from Peace Tree Brewing Company. You can go to peacetreebrewing.com right now and check it out. And if you look at their beers list, uh, we'll be trying several of the beers on the list there. If you've got questions, just hit the chat button on the homepage or call 888-401-BEER, 888-401-BEER. And uh, Susie is in the chat room uh, answering your questions tonight, and I'm sure that Joe would be happy to hear from you. So if you've got anything to ask. Um, so, Joe, you were a home brewer before uh, starting as a pro. Is that right? I was. I homebrewed for about three or four years, and uh, at that point, I decided that's what I wanted to do for a career, so I researched the different brewing schools, and I went back to school and went to school at the American Brewers Guild in Vermont, and from there, I did an apprenticeship in Chicago at a small brew pub. Then I moved up to Minnesota, brewed up there as a head brewer for five years, and then uh, saw that they were starting a brewery uh, here in Knoxville, Iowa, and jumped at the chance to get in there. Okay. Now, uh, the American Brewers Guild, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, that's one that you can do uh, kind of home study and online courses and things as well, right? You can. You can. So at the time, I had a young kid, so it was hard for me to take time off my job and go full-time to school. So I was able to work full-time and do my studying uh, at the same time, and so it worked out really well for me. Well, listen, uh, I got myself through community college uh, based on the same type of program. Even though the community college is right around the corner for me, I was too high to go to class. So once I found uh, (laughs) online courses, it was the best thing that ever happened. Uh, Now, I actually only bring this up because uh, a lot of times our listeners want to know about the different schools that are available. You know, there's like the UC Davis program and there's Siebel and... Uh, there's longer programs and shorter programs, but I'm not sure we've ever had anybody come on and talk about this program. So I'm, I'm just curious how you think uh, the education was and, and the difference of, of being in class versus uh, more of a home study program. Uh, I thought it was a very good program. Uh, they send you DVDs of all the uh, lectures, and um, I just thought it was really well done. Um, they send you all the books beforehand. You're supposed to read all the literature before you even start the program, oh. uh, which really helps out. And then once you start it, you, you work on the DVDs. Uh, you do two exams from home, and then you go out there for uh, two weeks, and you work at uh, 
at a guest brewery and uh, you do a lot of lab work and then you take a final exam and once you pass all the exams uh you get your diploma from there got it um uh american homebrewers guild used to be here in california Oh, and uh, they moved out there to Vermont. Uh, but way back in the day, when I was first doing home brewing, uh, they had several home brewer courses you could take for three days. Oh, I see. And yeah. I, I did some of those. Okay, it was a very eye opening. Really, a lot, lot of math, a lot of how to figure out things. Uh, a lot back of biology, that, a lot of chemistry. Yeah, a little bit of engineering. So. And uh, everything was. Uh, they threw it back into the metric system, which, okay. was, which was fine because i was in college but when i went into homebrew it was all you know imperial system but uh they're very good they're very uh they're on everything they really they cover everything okay so it's 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 worth if you really want extra knowledge it's worth check, it check them out yeah, okay definitely. joe that's doc by the way we got doc and tasty and then of course moscow who's our producer who booked you on here in the room too so everyone will be asking you questions but uh <laughs> Um, well, that's good to know because, and and I think that your situation, Joe, is similar to a lot of our listeners who might want to go into the business. They feel like maybe they have to give up everything and figure out how to go to school, but they got families at home. So it sounds like the American Brewer Skill might be a good option. Yeah, it's a fantastic option, and even you know the Siebel Institute and some other, uh, even UC Davis, I believe, has an online program as well now uh, okay. because it works out so well for everybody. Got it. Now. Uh, they also offer kind of a, a job placement or internship after the program, too. Is that right? Right, right. Um, when I was going there, it was optional. You didn't have to do that, but I, I opted into that program, and uh, they hooked me up with a brew pub uh, outside of Chicago, uh, Ram Brew Pub in Wheeling, and uh, they did a fantastic job of taking me in and uh, showing me the ropes at, uh, at, at their facility. Now, what happens at a at a a gig like that where you're kind of getting set up by the school are are you just the the bitch who has to clean up the mash or do they really let you do every part of the brewing you know i'm, I'm sure it, i'm sure it varies from brewery to brewery but uh, yeah. they did a fantastic job they made me do everything so they did you know every year from cleaning to actually mashing in they actually by the time i was done i was mashing in one of their brews and working through it from beginning to end so okay they were, they were really good at uh, helping me out. So, was the whole experience kind of eye-opening compared to your to your home brewery, or did you end up feeling like, well, you know, if I if I just you know focused on the skills as a home brewer, I already know how to do this. You know, I I really thought I knew a lot when I was home brewing until I went to brewing school, and uh, it was really eye-opening. Uh, I learned quite a bit. Uh, I can't imagine doing what I'm doing now without having that background. Um, it helps out quite a bit and you meet a lot of interest, you know, a lot of great people. And if you have any questions, you know, you can go back to the, uh, the program and talk to them and they'll help you out and, right. uh, and help you find a job. It's, it's, it's a fantastic program. Do you, do you feel like you would have learned, you learned things that you wouldn't have learned no matter how long you stayed a home brewer? Yeah, um, absolutely. Um, just having the knowledge of someone being there to actually walk you through certain things that, you may not normally quite understand uh, properly. And there's there's a lot of things in there that um, you don't always necessarily learn from uh, reading a book all the time. So it, it's it's actually working at a facility too, uh, hands-on experience and along with the literature. So it was it was it was great. 
Yeah, I can't imagine just you know jumping straight from from homebrew to pro brew without some kind of education like that. I tend to convince myself that I can do anything uh, just because I'm a bit nutty that way. Uh, but I but but brewing <laughs> people is, tolerate you. But yeah, but professional brewing is not one of them. Well, but I would never tell you. Yes, I can. Don't worry. I've been a home brewer for years. I can jump into your brewery and do this. I would never think that. Your raging narcissism aside, we hear yeah. that a lot on this program. <laughs> right, people going straight from high school to the pros yeah absolutely and and i feel like i I don't know i think it takes big balls to do that and and that i would i would screw up lots of gallons of very valuable liquid uh by not going to some kind of a school first do you consider going to the pros the uh, single a team (laughs) i'm telling you any of it like well it sounds like joe for example he kind of went to uh he maybe went to AAA out at Ram there, but I wouldn't even feel comfortable doing that without some kind of training. And you know, um, I, I think that there are brewers who come on the show and say, "Well, it's just a glorified homebrew system that I use, or or this and that." But even the equipment alone and the difference in how it looks and works, yep. I think, is pretty significant. You know, well, it's a, it's a little <laughs> intimidating at first. You know, when you're first starting out, going into a big system like that. You know, there, you know, things are very similar from doing five gallons to, you know, uh, 20 barrels. So, I mean, there's, you know, definitely similarities, but, uh, yeah. And, and I'm not saying you can't go from a home brewer to a uh, brewing profession. There's a lot of home brewers that have done that and are super successful doing that. So, uh, it just depends on the person. Yeah. Well, education is, is just what you'd think it is. It's a background. It's a stuff you may or may not need to know, but eventually if you're brewing, you're going to need some of that information. You're going to have a problem going to have some issue that uh, you're going to know either where to you know to go look it up or you're going to at least know that you you have to you know apply some knowledge to the situation yeah well moscow knows it's like being an artist uh you can't just go out there and draw you, you can take some courses and learn how to do this or this and that but right. when it really comes down to it it's your talent takes over on top of your education sure and like Tasty said, when the shit hits the fan and something is stuck or broken, <laughs> right? Or, you know, do they teach? Uh, is there a, an engineering uh, portion in the American uh, Brewers Guild, Joe, where where they'll, they'll talk about equipment failure and how to work with that? Um, they they do have a whole section on engineering as well, so that definitely helped out quite a bit. Got it. Okay. All right. So you end up you go to school, you get your education, you do your apprenticeship in Chicago, and uh, how do you end up at Peace Tree? Um, I, after uh, the brew pub, I moved up to Minnesota, and I was up there for five years. And uh, we didn't have any family in Minnesota, so uh, we have some family here in Iowa. And uh, we just heard through the grapevine that uh, uh, they were starting a brewery, possibly in Knoxville here. And uh, so I kind of had it in the back of my mind. I had a great position up in Minnesota, and then all of a sudden I looked on Pro Brewer, and there it was. And uh, so I told my wife, and I think I was actually late sending in my resume by a couple of days, but my wife told me she'd kill me if I didn't send it because yeah. <laughs> uh, her parents live there. She's got brothers you know, that live here, and I've got a sister who lives here. So uh, that's how the whole you know, ball got rolling from there. Were there a lot of applicants to that same position? Uh, I believe there was. I, I, I can't give you an exact number, but I think there was. I think they got close to 100 people applying. Wow. Okay. And you got it, so you turned in your application late, but uh, yeah. but still got picked out of that many people. Right. Uh, after I sent my resume, they they gave me a phone call, uh, you know, right away, and I spoke with them on the phone for a little while, and 
they were interested, so they invited me down here to Knoxville, and uh, I did a you know face to face interview with them. Brought some beer down, and uh, later that day they called me up and they they said they wanted to hire me. So oh, nice. Maybe it was reverse screening process. Like they were like, we'll know the true brewer by the guy who doesn't apply on time. <laughs> you know? So they got a hundred and seven that were on time, and the hundred and eighth rolled in six days late. They were like, here's a brewer. What's well, true? Because like I always say, brewers are drummers. Yeah, and they're always late. Well, I like the way you said. Well, I just I came down and I brought some brews. And you brought we. Had, do you remember what beer you brought? I did. Um, I brought an imperial stout that was barrel aged. And the funny thing about that is, I was the only brewer that interviewed that actually brought some beer to the interview. Ah, nice. Score. Well, see, that's how he won. How can you show up for an interview as a brewer without beer? Right. What are you thinking? Because you're because you're like me, and none of your beer stands up to par. Like I could sit in there and make myself sound great, but if you want to taste what I brewed, I'm out. <laughs> uh, never mind. Go on to the next guy. Uh, well, that's cool. So that was a home brew of yours that you had barrel aged. Uh, it was actually it was actually one of the brews that we did uh, in uh, Cold Spring, Minnesota. Okay, and uh, you know I had I had helped work on that with uh, some other brewers there. And uh, so I brought that down to show them some of the things that we did there. Is Cold Spring the place that's doing the 21st Amendment beer too? Did you uh, were, were you there during that? I was I was there at the very uh, startup phases of that. Yeah. Okay. So it is so, the yeah. same brewery. Yeah. Got it. All right. Oh, they're putting some good beer out of there yeah. now. By the way, yeah, they really are. Yeah, I know that. Uh, and and Sully was talking to me about it. You know, in the beginning, they were struggling a little bit, but uh, they've been putting out some great beer for a couple of years now. There. Yeah. So, okay, so it was a beer that you had brewed there that you brought in, right? Well, you must have impressed them with that. <laughs> that worked out. They called me later that day, so. Um... And they were like, "You're hired. Can we have more?" <laughs> right. I kind of like the tangible process of a beer interview like that. You see what I mean? As a, when you apply for jobs, it's it's very much the employer's opinion versus your presentation. But if you give a person a beer, like that's it. Yeah. It's either good or it's not. I mean, there's no intangible happening there. I'm actually thinking it might work for any job interview. It should. There, every <laughs> job interview should figure out how to have a tangible thing like this. You know. But it, that's not how the world works. But I like that it, it should work this way in the beer world, you know. So, all right. So you get the gig. And how long you been there now? Uh, I've been there, I I was, I was started July of 09. And it was just basically a raw building with nothing in it at that point. Okay. So you were really in at the ground floor. That's kind of cool, too, that you didn't have to uh, absorb somebody else's beers or, or fill somebody else's shoes. Right, right, and it's and it's most brewers dream to get up at a startup phase at a brewery, you know, and and watch everything grow from scratch, watch your recipes develop, right, and put all the equipment into place, you know, help with that ordering process, and it, it was it was a great experience. Were they looking for you to develop the beers that would be sold, or did they already have a plan for that? They had no plan. I asked them that when I started. Uh, I said, you know, what I got. There's three owners, and I got them together, and I said, you know, what kind of beers do you guys want to do? And they stopped me right there, and they said, we don't want to tell you what we want. We want you to make the beer, and you know what you're doing. We want you to uh, make the best beer that you can and whatever you want. So it was amazing. Is it me, or is Joe a fucking leprechaun? Like he's the luckiest guy. <laughs> yes, I've exactly. Ever, this is the luckiest brewer I've ever heard of at a startup phase. Usually you have to be somebody's little 
brute bitch when they want you to start. Yeah, you're you know? only going to make our five things. <laughs> right. And you got to make them perfectly. And if you sneak around enough, you might get a seasonal. Yes. You know? Yeah, if we like you. Yeah, you got a good deal, Joe. It's, it's a good gig, and the owners are fantastic. They're they're amazing. What's their deal? Were they just beer lovers, or, or are they just investors? Why did they want to start the brewery? Uh, it's, it's actually a pretty good story. They actually own a uh, an insurance agency, Kitty Corner from the Brewery now, and uh, it's a family-owned business for years, and uh, they decided that they wanted to buy this building across the street. It had been empty for a while, and they just wanted to lease it out to somebody so somebody could start a business there. So it didn't stay abandoned. And a year went by, nobody started anything. And so they got together and said, well, we have to start something there. And so they tossed around a few ideas, a laundromat, a few other things. And they all like drinking good beer. So they eventually said, you know, how about a, a craft brewery? Nice. And so they went to uh, the craft brewers conference in Boston. Uh, oh, yeah. I believe it was, in, you know, April or whatever. And, uh, they came back, got back together, and said, you know, let's do it. And then that's when the whole process started from there. And that was in 2009, the beginning of 2009. I came on in July of 2009, and then the tap room opened up October of 2009. Okay. And they were smart enough to know, look, this is something we want to do, but not something we know how to do beer-wise. So they just let you do this. Yeah, hire competent people and then leave them alone. <laughs> right. Brilliant. Right. It's a good thing that uh, they like to... Beer more than laundry. Right. <laughs> yeah. The, the, not good for me. the range that we hear on this show of like <laughs> uh, of people that were so passionate about beer and all they ever wanted to do was open a brewery to uh, there's a dartboard full of businesses and it landed on beer. Right. Yeah. Love that. All right. <laughs> well, we've got some of your beer in front of us and, and I want to get into that after the break too. But, you know, I'm kind of looking over your website and the different beers and... It looks to me like you're relying heavily on uh, Belgian yeast. Where does that come from? Um, you know, when, when we first started the brewery, um, we got a small Sabco system. And uh, I was able to brew 10 to 20 gallons at a time on it. And I did a lot of recipe development while the brewery was actually being built. And so I did. I would do an IPA, and I would split it up into a bunch of five-gallon batches, and I would put different yeast strains into each one. And every time we would serve it in the tasting room, uh, the Belgian yeast uh, dominated everybody's tastes. And uh, we just went with the flow on that. And uh, eventually we just stuck with the Belgian yeast strain for most of them. Got it. And some of them, I mean, in fact, most of them kind of look like American style of beers. It's not like you're doing a full Belgian style. Although right. this, this Blondale that I'm we're drinking, the, the uh, Fat yeah. Tail Blonde, that does taste like a Belgian Golden or like a Golden Strong. But as yeah. I'm reading through your descriptions, they, they kind of seem like your American styles but happen to have Belgian yeast. Is, is that accurate? Right. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what I wanted to do. I, didn't, I wanted to do some different styles. Um, I wanted to do an IPA, but I didn't want to do an American IPA like everybody else was doing around here. And so I wanted to mix it up a little bit and, uh, you know, just put a Belgian yeast in there and just mix it up. So there was nobody at the time... Uh, doing very many IPAs to begin with, let alone a Belgian IPA. So uh, I thought that was a good route to go Yeah, to separate themselves out a little bit. Okay. Well, we're going to talk about a few of those. I will say this about the blonde. Uh, you know, this is one of those, this is a panty dropper. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, this is the beer that you have at your brewery that, that the, the, the people come in and they go, well, what do you have? It's light. What do you have that's light? What do you have that's most like a Bud Light? 
And then you go, well, you could have our, our blonde ale. And then you say under your breath, that's eight and a half percent. Wow, is it eight and a half? <laughs> yeah. It's eight yeah, and a half like, percent. Wow. It's, it's got just a little bit of saison to it. Yeah. It yeah. And yeah. it's like, oh, that's so different. I want a whole lot more. <laughs> and and it and it doesn't taste like hot alcohol either. No, not no, all. not at all. It, it just, <laughs> so. it's, it's, it's mischievous. Yeah. It's, it's, it just, it's like a saison. Right. It's not too hoppy, but it's not like you're... Your run-of-the-mill light beer that right. that they're gonna you know just your entry beer. You should change the name to "I'm Getting Laid Tonight," Joe. <laughs> yeah, you know. Uh, well, from from uh, why'd you bring me here to thanks for <laughs> thank you. Right? Is this a popular beer at the at the, at the pub? That's our that's our best-selling beer right now. It is um, okay. Oh, it's clean and, and but just just enough different that it's really nice. Uh, is it safe to say that you were? I mean, I know it's a, a, a very popular example of the style, if not the example. It's a Duvel-like beer. Is this a big insp- inspiration for you? Yeah, that's a, it's a, bit, a similar style that we're kind of going for. Okay. Yeah, this is a nice beer, and I like that uh, it hasn't gotten too estery. Now no, there are no. Belgian esters in there, clearly, but it's not overboard. You no, know, it, it's got. It's more phenolic, where it's got more of that peppery kind of flavor to it, yeah. Rather than uh, the floral kind of stuff, uh, but it's it's still light. It's still very approachable, and it's 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 just that that hint of differentness. Yeah. Can yeah. you can we talk about your fermentation on this just real quick before we go to break? Uh, you know, like temperatures, yeah. and are you looking to stress this yeast at all, or keep it nice and healthy and happy? What do you what are you looking for? Yeah. What I, what I do is I started out on the cool side. And uh, this yeast kind of starts out a little slow, so I get like a one-day lag time on it before it actually really takes off because I start out so cool. How cool is cool? What are we talking? I I start out at about uh, 65 degrees. All right. Yeah, that's plenty cool. Did I miss which yeast this is? Uh, It's uh, Y yeast 1214. Okay. Okay. All right. All right, so 65 you start, and then what? And then I just let it go, and then I cap it off at a certain temperature. Uh, I let it get pretty high, though. Uh, I let it get, you know, I let it get in the low 80s. Oh, really? Yeah. Now, is that, do you let it get there still during the real kind of rigorous part of fermentation, or you don't do that until the, the end, where you're kind of letting it clean things up? Do you know what I mean? Like, uh, I, let that- it, I let it climb all the way up there on its own, Okay, and I don't. I don't do any cooling because I'm always afraid if I start cooling it too soon, it'll kind of stall out. It'll kind of go yeah. half dormant on me, and, and it'll it won't want to keep the fermentation going like it should. So yeah. some of those some of those strains are pretty touchy when you start playing around with the temperatures too early. Okay. Well, that would explain some of those phenols that you're talking about there, Doc. Yeah. Is letting it get warm there? Yeah. Well, it's it's basically the, it's the Chimay blend i see so you're gonna get more of that um but these yeast can be very finicky yeah and what he was saying but yeah you just don't want once it stalls out don't mess with it you start panicking okay what am i gonna do to start it going again yeah i see caution and you don't filter this beer or anything afterward either right i do not no okay by the way, it's worth pointing out, uh, I think, from a packaging standpoint, that you you guys use the little stubby bottles, like the uh, uh, yeah. Full Sail uses them for oh. their session beer, and of course, uh, everyone knows that Red Stripe has them. Yeah, 
I, I like the bottle. I like the package. It reminds you of uh, something stubby? <laughs> it's a nice little stubby bottle. Well, it's got some girth, though. Yeah. <laughs> that that's makes what me, matters, after all. It makes me feel like I'm at a party, you know. It's, it's definitely been good uh, marketing-wise for us, you know, uh, just to at least get somebody to put a bottle in their hand and then get it to their, you know, in their mouth. So that's been good for us. <laughs> Love it. Good, because it, it stands out. Yeah. And now, by the way, I called it Fat Tail, but it's uh, I, I was not being very accurate. It's Fatal, or, right. or, or Fatal even, which is where you'd get it, which is what That's I was about, getting. I think they were referring to the drunk chip. That's what I was getting yeah, at, yeah, yeah. yeah, which is a great name. Yeah. Who yeah. names your beers? Um, we usually get together and name all the beers, but the Blonde Fatal was actually uh, one of the guys that worked at our uh, in our tasting room one night. Um, I think the first night that we put it on tap, and uh, this is one of the beers that we opened up with when our law changed in Iowa, when we first started, we could only brew up to 6.25% alcohol. And uh, right when we got started, the law changed, and uh, we were able to brew up to 15% alcohol. Oh. So it was getting close to becoming summer, so I wanted to do a high-alcohol beer right away, so I did the blonde. And uh, I went and did a tasting in Ottumwa, and about 9 o'clock, I came back to the brewery in the evening, and the tap room was open. I had it on tap for the first time, and I walked in the door, and it was really loud, and everybody's face was really red, and I looked at each <laughs> table, and everybody had a nice golden beer in front of them. So I- <laughs> nice. Success. Yeah. Uh, that's but, uh, awesome. Yeah, one of, our, one of our tap room guys named that one. Okay. Oh, it's perfect. Oh, that's fun. That's a great, uh, a good memory oh, to have yeah. about your beer right there, too. Uh, well, you did a nice job on this one. I like it. Um, all right, how about this? i got to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll open some more. I want to talk about some of the different styles uh, because you're doing like a, uh, uh, you know, a red ale, like an amber ale, but also doing the Belgian. And that's low at like 5 point, well, low for a Belgian yeast at like 5.8%. So I want to talk about some of these uh, Belgian yeast decisions that you got. Can you hang in there, Joe? Yep. All right. We're talking to Joe. Uh, and, of course, he's from Peace Tree Brewing Company out of Knoxville, Iowa. And uh, when we come back, we'll talk more about Belgian yeast and these styles of beer. You can you can uh, ask questions yourself, 888-401-BEER, or just hit the chat button on the homepage. We'll be right back. It's the session. Listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. What was Al Capone's official profession? I know, I know. Your next homebrew club meeting, beer tasting, or weekly hangout just got a lot more fun with a brand new pub trivia board game from University Games. In the new pub trivia, teams of 2 to 10 can go up against 1,000 new questions in five different categories. No drinking required so everyone can play pub trivia, sports, science, history, entertainment. There's something for all trivia lovers in the new pub trivia board game you can find pub trivia at your local walmart store or online at rugame.com that's rugame.com bring home everyone's favorite bar quiz game tonight with a brand new pub trivia board game from university games online at rugame.com okay okay what is madonna's last name 
Hi, I'm Jason Harris, the proud owner here at Keystone Homebrew Supply. We're thrilled to be entering our 20th year of supplying this great industry. And to show you, the Brewing Network Army, how much we appreciate your support, we're offering you 10% off your first order on our website, keystonehomebrew.com. Just use coupon code BNARMY at checkout, and I'll get your order out the same day. My goal at Keystone Homebrew Supply has always been to have a complete supply of everything a brewer could want. When you place your order online or when you come into our store, it's our goal to have everything on your list and more. One aspect of KeystoneHomebrew.com that we're really excited about is the ability to fulfill customers' exact grain bills. Do you hate to wait? Keystone Homebrew Supply can get your precious yeast and hops to you within just one day if you live between Connecticut and Virginia and within two days east of the Mississippi. KeystoneHomebrew.com I'm Jason Harris and I approve this message. Are you a hophead? Beer lovers of all stripes will love Brewers Publications' latest release, IPA, Brewing Techniques, Recipes, and the Evolution of India Pale Ale by Mitch Steele. I wanted to write a book that presented an accurate review of the history of IPA and also provided current technical brewing tips and recipe information. India Pale Ale is a style I love because it has a rich, fascinating history, and today it provides brewers a showcase for all the great new hop varieties that are available. I'm so proud of this book, and I know you'll enjoy all the recipes and thoughts from so many of the world's great IPA brewers. IPA is available now from Brewers Publications at brewerspublications.com and your favorite homebrew store. Order your copy today and take your hot forward beers to the next level. American Homebrewers Association and Brewers Association members receive early notice and special discounts to most Brewers Publication releases. Visit brewerspublications.com to learn more and to find a schedule of author appearances. IPA by Mitch Steele. Get yours today. Hey, my brewing brothers and sisters, this is Jamel Zanishef, and I love a bold, hoppy beer, one that spits resin in your face and makes you cry, Uncle. There are a lot of great hoppy beers out there, but at Heretic, we want to make something as bold, dank, and resiny as possible. We use hops at every chance we get, including multiple dry hop additions. The result is Heretic Evil Cousin. This light golden, 8% Imperial IPA has an easy malt character that helps take the edge off the massive bittering but it takes a back seat to the in-your-face hop character. We make sure this beer finishes dry so the hops can jump out and slam me in the taste buds. If you can't get enough hoppy goodness, Evil Cousin is your cup of tea. Cheers. What'd you get? More brewing ingredients? Yep. You know what I love about Brewmaster's Warehouse? The $6.99 shipping. Well, yeah, but... Oh, the in-store classes for beginning brewers. Yeah, that's cool, but... Oh, oh, the brew builder. Creating and saving your recipes online is awesome! No, I'm... Yes, but... The cheese-making supplies. No. Oh, the wine-making supplies. Oh, the distilling equipment and liquor flavorings. All that stuff is awesome, yes, but what I really love is that the guy who runs it is totally hot. And, and that brew builder software is awesome. Oh, yeah. Brewmaster's Warehouse brings you flat rate shipping on great equipment and ingredients to make beer, wine, cheese, and spirits at brewmasterswarehouse.com. And if you're in Georgia, stop by Brewmaster's Warehouse Monday through Saturday from 10 to 6. Visit brewmasterswarehouse.com today because it's totally hot. Oh, yeah. 
what's funny is Bruce would say, yeah, I don't brew to stop. I'm brewing my own beer. And it's like a German Pilsner, but it's black. Yeah, it's a sports beer. Sports beer. <laughs> you know? The, the home of live beer radio. TheBrewingNetwork.com Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to The Session. Thanks for hanging out. Hey, don't forget that uh, Beersmith.com offers a free 21-day trial of their brewing software. You can just go to Beersmith.com right now and check it out. If you're looking for uh, recipes, they got a recipe site, or just a, a way to dial in your own brew day, Beersmith is the only continually, uh, continuously updated uh, brewing software. And they now have Beersmith Lite, which is a mobile app you can bring up on your uh, mobile phone. It works on all kinds of platforms. Uh, platforms the the iPhone and the Android the iPad the Kindle Fire uh, it's an app that works on all of them and uh, you can bring up recipes your own recipes you can search uh, the recipes over on the Beersmith site there are over three thousand of those recipes on the Beersmith site uh, he's also working on a way to actually be able to manipulate your recipes from the app too but he says that's a couple versions away but go check out Beersmith Light uh, right now it works on everything uh, mobile brewing preferences easy brewing calculator. Uh, you can time your brew day right there. You can do all sorts of things on uh, Beersmith Light. So don't forget to check it out. We love Brad and Beersmith. They've been good to us over the years, and it's just fantastic brewing software that everybody here has uh come to use uh, all right we're talking to joe uh, Castellute. he's from peace tree brewing company hanging out with us today and uh we just opened up another one of your beers joe and this time we opened up the uh red rambler oh. now the red rambler is one of your beers and and one of very few in fact i'm not sure if it's even the only one that does not use a belgian yeast is that right that's correct uh this one i use an american ale yeast in and so it doesn't have any of the, uh, the funky uh, Belgianness in there. Right. But I had to double-check and remind myself whether or not this one uses a Belgian yeast because it finishes so dry. This is oh, a yeah. very clean and dry finish, so I thought that maybe I was mistaken that it didn't use a Belgian yeast. Because I would think that, that it would go in and consume all the sugar. But uh, uh, this is a really dry red ale. Well, you, you get the caramel coming through, and then it just... Cuts out, it just cuts out. It's like a, yeah. a, a very steep curve mm-hmm. on the on the sweetness factor. Yeah, the, and one of the things I don't like about the the red ales is it just hangs with you and it's got that yeah aftertaste. No, this just cuts yeah. Right out. What's your secret here? Because it does have some nice, like Doc says, kind of caramel and even roast flavors, but they drop out. Right. Um, I use a lot of Belgian malt in this one, so I use a uh, you know a little bit of special B, which is a dark caramelized barley. And then I uh, use some Cara 45 in there for uh, some more caramel flavor. And so I think that combination alone with the uh, American Ale yeast uh, gives a unique flavor to it. So no, no crystal in there? No. Uh, i got to ask about uh, that label, the Rambler. you got a, you got a red Rambler station wagon. 
When I grew up, I had the cream-colored Rambler station wagon uh, as a kid. It had a push-button uh, uh, transmission, the whole thing. But this just brings me way back to the 60s. <laughs> to your childhood. Oh, my God, yeah. Like having a flashback. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. So uh, where'd you come up with this name? Um, brewery actually at one time was a Nash Rambler dealership. Okay. But we wanted to incorporate a little of the history of the, uh, the brewery itself, the building, and uh, where the tasting room is actually where the showroom is, was, and then uh, where the brew house is, where it was actually the shop in the back. So, oh, It was actually one of the better cars my parents bought because they, they were the lemon shoppers. Ah. They, they, they would just buy lemon after lemon. It was just... But that that's one kept with us for a long time. The Rambler wasn't a lemon. No, actually, it was it was pretty decent. <laughs> Why did it get such a bad rap? Uh, I don't know, but uh, it was. We had the same. We had the station wagon with the fins on the back. Um, I I loved the transmission because it it was a push button. <laughs> you 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 put the D. You push the D. You push the. The neutral. You push oh, the yeah. R. Right there on yeah. the dash. No, there was no uh, stick or anything else. Right. It was still a piece of crap, you know, from the '60s. But sure. still, um, well, the beer is nice. Uh, your use of the the Belgian pale. So, do you feel like that's a uh, the special B rather uh, um, that it's able to add kind of the the caramel flavor that we're talking about, but also finish dry compared to other caramel malts. I think a combination of the yeah the different. Um, the different caramel malts and uh, a little bit of Munich malt in there. Okay. Uh, finish that way. How much Munich malt is in there? You say about less than 5%? 5 or yeah, less? It's, yeah, it's close to 5 maybe a little bit less. Yeah. And what yeast is used in this one? Uh, that one's uh, 1056. Okay. Your 001. Yeah. Yeah. See, I like this beer. You know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm kind of a holdout for this style, right? The red ale and the amber ale. And what I mean is, I want it to be good so often. And I'm always willing to try it at the bar. But I'm, I gotta admit, I'm, I'm very often disappointed because it does end up a little too sweet or uh, full-bodied. You know, I can't have, I can't even finish the pint. No, I brewed several of them and, God, I hate them. They've done, <laughs> they've done well in competition. I just But hate, you don't like I them. I hate them. I see. It sounds and, a lot like your relationship, Jay, with uh, your staff, actually. <laughs> you want to like them I do, yeah. so much. I want you, you guys giving them chances. <laughs> yeah. I want you guys to be awesome. <laughs> it is. That's my life. Story of my life. But uh, the, the what, what Justin pointed out was the way it's Nice and rounded up front, and then just you don't have that lingering crap at the end. It just I'm just, you, that curve is quick. It, it curve is quick. It's just like, mm, I want I want to drink it again. Yeah, but it uh, you know the reason I want to like the amber ale is because it has all of those caramel flavors and some of the roast flavors too. I just don't want that to be along with an enormous amount of residual sugar yeah. or yeah. or kind of that dextrinous uh, uh, mouthfeel. You know, it's so thick on the... You can't get rid of it. So, this really does a good job of of kind of conveying both, Joe. I think you did a good job. And, you know, the fact that you're trying to sell this beer... Yeah. Which everybody... at the end, I want to I want to take another drink. I'm going to want to order another one of these. This is this is a great selling beer. Yeah. What's the fermentation profile of this beer? 
This one I just keep steady at 68 and just let it go at 68. Keep and just let it do it. So this is really, like you said, it's kind of the combination of the of the malts that you use that, that allow it to dry out. Yep. Okay. So this is the second step from the, the blonde. <laughs> right, because this one's only, well, only. This is the craft beer world, isn't it? 5.8%. It's only 5.8. Yeah, only 5.8. Yeah. But the mass temperature also helps with that, too. You know, if I go a little bit lower on the mass temperature. If I would have went higher, it would have been a lot sweeter. And Okay. So what's low, like 148? No, I, I, I'm, I'm up in the 150s. Okay. Now. All right. Yeah, because we talk about that on the show, too. A lot of you guys, Tasty and Doc, you, you, I know, Tasty, you don't like to go, like, above 152, right? Aren't you right, right around in there? Well, it, it depends on the beer. If I'm looking for body in the beer, I'll, I, I, made, I made a batch today of a Blondale at 156. Oh, is that right? Yeah, because I'm trying to get body in the beer. Okay. I don't well, want it to finish, you know, low. I'm not trying to create alcohol. I'm trying to create, you know, a dextrinous beer. Okay. What about a beer like this? Would you have done uh, also in the 150s? or, or Yeah, low? like yeah. low for me, and it sounds like Joe's the same way, it's like 151 or something like that. Okay. Versus most of the beers I'm doing higher. My theory, my theory on making beer is make it, try to make it somewhat unfermentable, then attack it in the in the ferment, you know, like aggressively with a good healthy yeast and uh, I see. You know, good fermentation practices. And that's how you end up with body is what you're saying. Well, that's in body and a well-attenuated beer. Okay. Like this Rambler's really... Well attenuated. It is well attenuated. Like I said, that's why I thought it was a Belgian yeast because it's it's super well attenuated, yeah, and especially for the amount of flavor. And Tasty, you've experimented a little bit with the special B also, uh, <laughs> you know, with our arrogant bastard clone yeah, and right. some things like that. Yeah, uh, I like the application here. I really I only had it in, spe- in an arrogant bastard actually. Okay. And so having it in this lighter beer just tastes great. I like yeah. Special, I like how it's presented here. It really. Uh, showcases that malt it makes me think uh, uh, about using it about that yeah, i want to taste more beers with it it's annoying an arrogant bastard it is <laughs> of course that's, I guess that's what they had in mind right, right. <laughs> to, to annoy us i don't know whether it's the arrogant or the bastard but it seems to fit both uh, yeah but you're right it's really well represented in this beer right you know and does it add a lot of color to the beer also the special bee it does it adds it adds a deeper red color to the beer okay yeah. and this is a non-filtered beer as well right it is. It's not filtered also. Do you guys filter any of your beer? We do not. Good for you. So, and, and all your beers are bottle conditioned? Uh, um, no, I just let them, I let them settle out. Um, I let them, my beers take me a little bit longer than most people. You know, I usually let them sit for about, tw- you know, from beginning to end, it takes me about 28 days for most of my beers. Uh-huh. Um, just so I can let them condition a little bit longer. And, uh, and then I transfer it to the bright tank, carbonate it, and then it's ready to go. Got it. Uh, how big's your your system? Did we talk about that? We have a twenty barrel system, so six hundred and twenty gallon brews, and then I have six forty barrel fermenters. So I'll do two brews on top of each other. Okay. Uh, two twenty barrel fermenters as well. So you got some busy weeks where you got to oh, stack yeah. some uh, brew days on top of each other. Yeah, we you know it, you know anywhere from you know two days a week to five days a week brewing. So okay. So how much planning do you guys do? Do you plan ahead for brews or just pretty much the work week? You know, you know you're going to work from, you know, 7 to 5 or whatever you're going to do. Or, you know, some brews are different for this week. You're going to brew some heavy beers. You're going to take some longer times. Yeah. Uh, do you have, like, the, the huddle? Yeah, see your on? pants or is this all scheduled Yeah, out? exactly. Um, starting out, when we first started out, is you know, kind of by the seat of your pants, you know, you just kind of rolled with it and just kind of did it you know week by week day by day almost 
And then uh, we're at the point now where we're trying to schedule three, six, and up to nine months in advance what we're going to be brewing. Okay. So we're trying to do that a little bit more because we're you know getting more involved with more distributors. And so just to keep them in line with what we're doing, it's just easier to plan ahead and have it all planned out. Got it. But are, are your are your week to week things that much different uh, as far as brews? For you know, you got to brew three of these and two of these in this week. Uh, you have to plan that much more ahead. Um, yeah, we for seasonals and stuff. When I throw seasonals in there, yeah, um, we definitely have to plan you know a month to two months in advance, just so we have labels, carriers, and mother boxes and stuff like that all already. Uh, but week to week, it's pretty much pretty consistent from week to week. Okay. We're just opening up your Hop Wrangler right now, which uh, you've written on your website that it's an international take on a classic IPA. Uh, but again, you've added uh, Belgian yeast to this. Uh, right. Are there also Belgian malts? Uh, we do, yeah. I use uh, some Belgian malts, and I also use some uh, English floor malted barley as well. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, do you know what what brand it is? The the floor malted. Uh, it's uh, Maris Otter from uh, Warminster. Okay, got it. All right. Yeah, I just ask a lot of our homebrewers too. Uh, you know, homebrew shops have become so awesome at supplying malts now that we can often pick the brand. You know, we can go yep. right down to the brand. So they always want to know. All right. So a little bit of uh, of English malt and some uh, looks like some American malt as well. Uh, as well as some Belgian malt in this one. And how about hops on your IPA? Hops, I've got some uh, some English Fugle. I've got some Cascade. I've got some Zeus in there. Okay. Now, Zeus isn't one that we hear. Not very much, no. But you know what? I don't think it's because people don't use it. I think it's because people don't mention it. Because I've definitely heard of people using some Zeus. They just don't often use it as the one that they are, are touting. Oh, yeah, wait, there's Zeus in that beer. You know. <laughs> Uh, do you not do you not print the ABV on this bottle? I, I looked, I didn't see it. You do on some, but not on others. Uh, yeah, just on some, just like on the uh, the bond. Since it's higher alcohol, we just want to let people know because it doesn't taste like a tie in alcohol. Uh, so that one, we definitely wanted to put the alcohol on that one. Um, the IPA, it's it's about six and a half percent alcohol. Okay. It's on the website too. Yeah, six what's and a your quarter. cutoff? Yeah, well, but he doesn't have one, right? Because the 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 red was a five something, but that had the ABV on it. Oh, it did on the bottle? I didn't it? see it on it. Oh, did it not? I don't know. Oh, well, I was I've been reading them off the website. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, what's the cutoff then? No, of where you have to list them on the label. Yeah, do, do you have to. one? Is it six? You don't. You don't have to uh, right now. No. They don't have to at all. I don't mean by law. I just mean to have you applied an arbitrary rule. Ah, uh, oh no, we just for that one. I think just for. You know, just for safety reasons, so people you know know that they're aware of how many beers they've had. <laughs> right, good call. That's, that's responsible, Joe. Good for you. <laughs> you know what I find interesting about this beer, and I'm I'm looking over the how it's described on the website and what Joe's told us. I don't hear him saying that there's rye malt in it, but it tastes like a rye IPA to you got me. Some of that uh, band-aidy phenolicy kind. No, of thing. no, no. More of the oat. That kind of oat, um, thick, peppery, a thick slick, uh, yeah, type of flavor to it that I feel it tastes like some rye IPAs that I've had. But you don't have any rye malt in this. No rye malt in that one. It might be the Zeus. Oh, you think it's a hop flavor? Yep. What do you think, Joe? 
it could be the hot flavor that you're getting out of there. Okay. Blended in with the Belgianese characteristics. Yeah, see, that's the other trick here is the Belgianese. Now, here's a beer that if you gave it to me and didn't tell me it had Belgianese, I would not tell you it had Belgianese. Yeah, you, you, you I would have said Rymal. I would have gone back and I said Rymal. So, so maybe it's those uh, esters. Which yeast are you talking about? This one's also 1214. Mm. Yeah, that, that comes through with the phenolic, uh, the, the spiciness. Yeah. That, uh, the, it, it, again, it's the Chimay blend. And it is spiciness, but to me it's malt spicy rather than yeast spicy. Well, That's what I'm picking up. Well, um, That's interesting. Rye is spicy. Yeah. Too. Yeah. And uh, in, in anything that rye is in, it's going to be spicy. Of the Belgian IPAs that I've had, this is very unique. I would not have guessed this had a Belgian yeast in it. It's a subdued. No, uh, I, I wouldn't. I would not have guessed that either. I would have gone with uh, hops. Yeah. Uh, uh, the, the malt. I would not have said that this has any kind of uh, Belgian. Is that by design, Joe? To subdue the mm-hmm. yeast. Yeah, it's it's again. I, I ferment this one pretty low, so I don't want to get uh, too many esters in there. Yeah. So I just I wanted to keep it a little subdued. But what does come out is that it's it's a pretty unique flavor. Yeah, you get the spiciness, but you don't get the Belgian kind of character coming through. Which which you tend not to like anyway. Which I don't like. And I'm telling you, I kind of really like the way he's done this because it sneaks up on you in that way. Again, that if I didn't read it on the website, I wouldn't have said... I could have sat in his pub and talked all night about how I hate Belgian IPAs. Yeah. And then he could have come up to me and said, hey, by the way, you're drinking a Belgian yeast IPA. I wonder how many people he's already done that to. <laughs> yeah. And what's he talking about you in the back of the kitchen? <laughs> right. As he's spitting in my, uh, you know, cheese yeah. fries or whatever I order. Douchebag. Is that something that happens to you, Joe, where people don't know this is a Belgian yeast beer? You know, I get, I get, I get two different answers a lot of times i'll i'll get people that that smell it and they'll go right away oh it's a belgo ipa okay and then i get people that that you know they don't get that characteristic out of it at all so i I get you know i get Mm. two different answers from different people so now tasty you're like me where you're not a big fan of the belgo ipa could you could you smell or taste right away that this was a belgian ipa yeah yeah, i could you could pick it because i'm right some sensitive i mean i guess i'm sensitive to it yeah yeah uh anytime there's a citrus hop in a with belgian yeast i have a clash in my you do it's like a you pick up place i don't like to be kind of thing okay uh this is done well it's got the fugal hops in there which i think is a good start yeah uh but then with the cascade that's probably what i'm picking up okay i think that maybe if it didn't have the spiciness that i'm really liking yeah. I might have. I, I'd be with you. I'd have picked it up right away too. Oh, but it's that spicy flavor that threw me yeah, off. There's a nice distraction there for you. Yeah, exactly. You're, you're dialing into that. Yeah, that's exactly. That's what I picked up on. Yeah. Uh, I like this beer. Now you said you, you you're kind of low on this one too. So is that down at 65 uh, fermentation also? Yeah, right it there. is. Okay. And do you let this one rise at all or no? I do. I do let it rise also. Um, but I, I I hold it back just a little bit more than the uh, than the blonde. Okay. I like this beer. No, it's well done. Yeah, I think he's done a good job on this one. I would order a second pint. Of I that. hate IPAs. Yep, it's really pretty color. <laughs> but right. actually, actually, this one I like because of the spiciness to it. Yeah. Usually, I, I would not have ordered this if you told me it was going to be an IPA. Yeah. But if I, I here takes this, you might like this. Right. Um. It it, it was not what I expected. Yeah. In, in any way. 
Me neither. Yeah. Do we have another one? Yeah. Well, we have two more, but um, uh, this is where I get a little confused on order. So, rye porter or double IPA? I feel like you want to never mm. do double IPA before anything, but right. then I don't know about the color. Yeah, you tell me. What's the order? I Joe? Go, I go double IPA just because we're in that, that IPA kind of thing and see what's different from this IPA than the other one. What do you think, Joe? Are we going to taste your rye porter if we taste your uh, 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 double IPA right now? Um, yeah, you'll still taste the rye porter. Okay. I, I think I think double IPA is the way to go now since we just had the hop wrangler. Bring them both up while you're down there, Mosk, and uh, let's do them both so we can let Joe go at some point tonight. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> now, you've got some uh, seasonals that you do, too, but even your seasonals, uh, you're also doing some Belgian beer. And one that I wanted to talk about was uh, Cornucopia. And I think yeah. Doc might be interested in this beer a little bit because he likes brewing with different ingredients. Your cornucopia, uh, you're listing as a farmhouse style ale, but you're uh, brewing it with Iowa sweet corn. Ooh. Um, we live in a farm community here in Knoxville. We've, we're in a town of about 7,500, so there's there's it's a big farm community. And so when I first started there, I didn't know how many people here drank craft beer, and so I wanted to people's interest to come into the brewery that may not necessarily drink craft beer and so uh, I thought what better way to use the sweet corn than to use a, uh, a saison yeast and do a farmhouse ale yeah and uh, it piqued a lot of people's interest got them in the door and uh, a lot of those people that drink that beer come in now just to see what else we have on tap so it's uh, and it's from year to year this is our third season doing it and it's uh, we had we had calls every day uh the day i brewed it we had calls every day asking when it was going to come out and it was gone instantly as soon as it was done i did a 40 barrel batch and that was it oh that's cool oh you gotta like that that's something to be proud of you know you try to uh connect with the community and and when it works like that that's fantastic yeah nobody likes to like brew something like yeah that's okay (laughs) right a whole bunch left well, so here's my question, and I don't know that I'm phrasing the question right, to be honest, because I'm not sure if you have to malt corn. My question was going to be, how is the sweet corn malted? But I don't know that you malt. Well, yeah, how did it, what, what form did you get it in? You, yeah, you, if you're getting it right from the farmer, you got to do some stuff. That's what I'm getting at. There you go. We got it, we got it straight from the farmer. We went out there, and uh, we picked it ourselves with the farmer. And we, we took, we just, what we did is we just cut the whole stock down with the corn still on it. We bring it back to the brewery, and what we do is we shuck the corn. I'll cook the corn separate, um, and then once I get the corn to gelatinize at a higher temperature, I'll add it to the mash with the grain, and then the barley enzymes will break those starches down. So you basically then, you cook that at a high temperature, like boiling when you're going to cook corn on the cob. Right. And uh, But you took it off the cob, right? Like you scraped it off the cob? <laughs> Scraped it off the cob. Yeah. We even threw cobs in the mash too. Okay. And then uh, once I got it to the kettle, once we separated out the you know the uh, wort, um, I threw uh, at the end of the boil. I throw the uh, corn stalks in the boil as well. Nice. <laughs> a lot of corn, corny corn. Yeah. You're- so uh, from okay, let's let's uh, reiterate. Like well, you got it from the farmer. Yeah. You shocked it and then boiled it, then put it in the mash. And put it in the mash. Okay, yep. good. And then you did the whole mash thing in the boil, and then you had a whole bunch of shucky things, so you threw that back in there too, right? So um, the, the stalks in the boil. What did that? The stalks in the, the boil beer? at that point. What did that add to the beer? What was the, what were we thinking? At that point, 
and uh, what I do is I'll just slice them down the middle, and uh, you, there's still some sugars in the stock itself as well. Okay. And, and, uh, and then it also complements the uh, earthiness of the saison yeast as well. Oh. Now, and and the corn itself is a highly fermentable sugar, right? Or is it not so much? No, it is. It is. Um, okay. It's already sugar. It's so not- it's a ton of sugar. Yeah. You're that you're really dealing with some fermentables here. Right, and the and the enzymes from the barley itself and the mash will break down those starches. Got it. So, and the fermentable sugar. What's the uh, what's the flavor to worry about in a pilsner and things like that? Is it DMS that makes yeah, that corn but flavor? Well, it's DMS, but that's a different. It's, it's, well, I know it's different, but it's, it's, it's not corn, but it it tastes like cooked corn. Right. So, so what I'm getting at is this isn't something you were worried about, Joe. No, I wasn't. Um, I, no, I, I wasn't worried about it at all. I, I actually was uh, trying to develop that corn flavor in there, but, but not not DMS corn. Uh, what was your right. what, what was your boil time? Not cooked corn. He's saying like you're saying, Doc. No, what was your boil time? Ninety minutes ish. Uh, that one I did sixty minutes. Yeah, because uh, it's it's about how how if you boil enough, it'll you, go won't, you won't get the DMS. Okay, but you'll get you can still c- get that uh, fresh corn. But you might not get DMS from real corn anyway no 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 it's a whole different flavor okay so this is what i'm just making sure about dms tastes like corn but but it's not it's not corn but it's not corn okay oh i want to try this beer and why now is it sweet corn because that's what's grown local to you or or you chose that based on the beer um a little both mostly because that's what's grown locally here and i wanted to use that uh in the best way that i could in uh in a beer got it so oh, that's a good idea. So I this like was uh, sweet corn or, or sweet corn? sweet corn? Yeah, sweet corn. yeah, yeah. Uh, I love it from a local farm here. Oh okay. yeah, this is okay. Pliny the Younger-ish. All right, so yeah, now we've got your double IPA in front of us. Yeah, yeah. Pliny the I haven't, I haven't even yeah. smelled it yet. Yeah, it is. Great aroma. Oh, it does have a great aroma. It was the first thing I thought when I smelled and tasted it, but I didn't want to say it in case I was way off. But it's, <laughs> not, it's nice to know yes, I wasn't. It, yeah, you're not. It really, is very Pliny esque. Oh, the aroma is. Uh, it's a little. It's a uh, piney, not Pliny, but a little piney. It's oh, a it's little uh, citrusy and piney. It, it's it's nice. Oh, it's a, a fantastic aroma on this one. It taste it. Is this one Belgian yeast also? It is. It is. It's a twelve fourteen as well. Oh. Oh, that's good. <laughs> yeah, I'm not getting that classic uh, Belgo American flavor in this one. Oh, no. What hops did you use in this one, Joe? Uh, that one I used uh, some Citra, some Amarillo, um, some Zeus, and some Cascade. Don't change anything. Whatever, no, no. Whatever no, we this, say this tonight, is... Joe, don't worry about it. Don't think about it tomorrow morning. You'd never change this beer. No, This is, no. <laughs> this is fantastic. Invent a new beer. Don't change this one. <laughs> right. What is it that we're picking up on that's Pliny-esque like that? Uh, it's the citrus, uh, the balance. It's it's sweet, yet... Yeah. You're getting a lot of body to it, but it's not a heavy beer by any means. No. It's got a lot of hop body, sort of a, a yeah. hop, hop mouthfeel to it. Holy nice. shit. Yeah. Uh, hey, which, uh, is this on my, I'm looking on your website here. Which one is on your site? No, this, here, this is fantastic. This is the, the Hop Sutra Double IPA. Very nice. Okay. Can you show that bottle to the camera? Yes, I could. Oh, I love this beer. It's my, it's my job. Yeah, this one's something else. What's the ABV? Do yeah. we uh, get that yet? That one's 9% alcohol. Yeah, you bastard. <laughs> hey, a man after my own. <laughs> but again, um, 
Now, I can imagine, I'll be honest, if I had a full pint of this, it would be it would be a heck of a beer to, 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 to drink. I don't know that I'd have several pints, I guess is what I mean. But it still has a great attenuation uh, compared with the uh, amount of flavor that's coming out of this beer. But most of it, I think, is hop flavor. Yeah. And not hot bitterness, but hot flavor. Well, you get hot bitterness, you're, you're going to get hot flavor. You also get, the, like Tasty said, the... the the mouthfeel from it. You're going to get the, the, the fullness yeah. that you're going to get from uh, just the roundness of, of the hops. Oh, this could go to any hop head in yeah. America, yeah. and they'd yeah. be happy about well, it. What you said about, can you finish a whole pint of it? But <laughs> well, you, I could. If, I if, just, you, if you had a 10-taster set, which one would be your favorite? I'd This one. Yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah. This is my 10-ounce. Yeah, uh, do you serve? How, how do you serve this at the pub, Joe? Five gallon bucket. <laughs> uh, we serve it uh, both in half pints and in uh, full pints and in tulip full. glasses. Yeah, and, and, and tulip. Yeah, well, that's nice. I like the tulip glass. Yeah, that's a good idea. I would want a ten ouncer of this one. That's what I want. Yeah. And then I'd order two. That's what would happen. I'd order two ten ounces, <laughs> and I'd leave and, feeling great. And then you get a cab home. <laughs> yeah, this is a great beer. It is. And now, like Tasty mentioned, he's this might have been the one to fool him on the Belgian yeast. Yeah, I wouldn't have uh, gone for that. Oh, yeah. Anything done different here in that regard, or is it just the amount of flavor? Just the amount of flavor and the hops, um, you know, and the barley. So the grain bill is quite a bit higher, and, and the hops is two and a half times the amount of hops that are in the hop wrangler in this one. Okay. Yeah, you've got enough uh, citrus hop to override the the phenols in the yeast. Yeah, it's, it's covering all that up. You know, I which, think uh, you could give this to the Belgian brewers, Tasty, and they would be surprised at what you did with their yeast. I mean, they would go. I remember yeah. when uh, Ashouf wanted to do their first uh, Belgian IPA, mm-hmm. and I, and Sully worked with them on that, and they wanted to use Amarillo, a, a hop that's in this uh, Citra. I, I think wasn't being used so much back then. And uh, the American brewers came over and advised them to throw a bunch of hops in, and they were a bit appalled by that. And uh, and the the product was okay. It was one of those examples that I thought, well, see, here's where the Belgian yeast doesn't work with the hoppy beer. I think if you gave this to those same brewers, they would be surprised at what the Belgian yeast did compared yeah. to the hops. Yep. I really do. Because it's a, it's a very unique character that you've come out with. I could have said this was an English yeast just as well. Yeah, it seems almost yeast neutral. Yeah. I, I wonder yeah. what this beer would be like if it was fermented with a neutral yeast. Yeah, that's a good question. That's, have you tried that, Joe? Because I was talking to uh, one of my assistant brewers uh, actually Friday, and I told him I wanted to do the Hop Sutra with the uh, American Ale yeast just to see oh, yeah. how I think of it and how, how it compares next to each other. Do it. Or break out, break out those carboys you're using with that Sapco system and uh, right. put some of that wort in there. Different um, use. I, I, I think it'd be just it, the the hops that come out too sharp and too bitter, too lingering. Right. It, it wouldn't have that, that balance that I actually really like this. Oh, it's great. And Doc doesn't like hoppy beers. I don't like hoppy yeah. beers, but th- this, is, this is a masterpiece. Yeah, it is. I would like to try it just because too. Like, uh, yeah, just do it on your do it in your carboy, like Tasty said, Joe. Yeah. Just a little side. And what by are you side. doing this Saturday? Come on, <laughs> yeah, come on. You got nothing else to do. Joe. Come on. It's not like you're brewing very often. So, uh, Joe, I, I grew up in a in a in a town in uh, Illinois. Uh, you know, Called known Chicago. for known for corn as well, and it was like uh, five thousand people. 
I can't imagine what's uh, seventy five. is not that much bigger. How, what? How many people were, uh, were fans of craft beer in Knoxville when uh, when you opened this place up? Uh, now. They must have been amazed that you were uh, these beers. They never had beers like those before. I assume, right? Yeah, you know, we, I didn't know what to expect exactly when I came here, but uh, uh, the town has been amazingly supportive, mm-hmm. and so everybody. You know that likes drinking beer. You know at least came in and tried the beer, and uh, not necessarily all craft beer drinkers, but I think we gained quite a few craft beer drinkers uh, since we opened. And so the support's been phenomenal since we've started, and our, our tap rooms, you know, pretty full on 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 the week, you know, the end of the week and uh, weekend. So it's pretty nice. Oh, that's good to hear. It's a good story. Craft beer everywhere. It's working tasty. Well, you know, it's like good food. Uh, people know the difference, You're, even if you haven't had it before. Yeah. When you do have it, you can tell it's good. All right, we're about to uh, try the rye porter as well. But I got some questions from the chat room for you, Joe, if I can go through those. They're going to be kind of all over the board because they're from the kind of, kind of from the whole interview. So we might go backwards a little bit here. But, uh, nah. Let's, really? <clears throat> yeah, let's see what we got here. Uh, so here's one from when we were talking about... Uh, going from home brewer to to pro brewer um, and one of our listeners in the chat uh, wants to know what was so eye-opening at the brewery as you know compared to the home brewer experience what what really stood out when you were on a pro system um even anything would, would work something that stands out make something up just answer any question it doesn't need to be that one <laughs> what's your favorite color yeah <laughs> JP. Uh, it was. I, I think the first time I worked on a, a pro system, I, I think it was just I was a little intimidated uh, by it. But it, it really is pretty close to the same thing, you know. It, um, once you get past the, uh, you know, the sheer size of everything and uh, see how everything works, it's it's pretty similar. So uh, it, it's amazing to see that how similar they actually are from going from five gallons to, let's say, when I was at Cold Spring, we would do hundred barrel batches or. 200 barrel batches there um once you got over the whole size of it 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 really was uh the same thing overall the process okay all right at cornhole in the chat room (laughs) one of my favorite games by the way that sweet cornhole uh wants me to ask you about the growth of the company over these uh, last few years you guys growing quite a bit oh we are um we've Almost doubled uh, each year so far since we've started. You know, when we first started, you know, we did, you know, a little over a thousand barrels. Um, last year, we did, you know, close to two thousand barrels. This year, um, we'll probably be, I think, around twenty five hundred barrels, and then next year we'll probably see quite a bit of growth. Um, so we, we've been doing pretty well. It's been it's been nice. Okay. Well, how far do you distribute there, Joe? Obviously, they're not drinking all the beer in Knoxville. You, how far do you reach out? Do you, you just um, in Idaho or any other states? We just uh, stepped into Omaha, Nebraska, mm-hmm. and we're working with uh, some people in Kansas. And then we're possibly, our next step, we're possibly going to go to uh, Minneapolis area, Minnesota. Oh, that's using a connection you had up there from before, or just randomly um, happens to be Minnesota? Uh, it, we'd probably just focus on, uh, the Minneapolis, uh, St. Paul area where I was at, I was more towards like St. Cloud area. Oh, really? So it'd, it'd be a little bit different area. Even a different area. Okay. 
All right. Uh, one of our uh, listeners in the chat, uh, I don't know how to pronounce his chat room name, uh, wants me to ask you what you think of the Belgian Bastogne or Val strain of yeast. Um, I haven't I haven't played around with it enough to to compare it to what I'm doing with mine. Um, I picked a few different Belgian strains when I was uh, doing some experimental batches, and this one just kind of stuck out to me for some reason. And so I just kind of worked with this one right away. And so it's kind of hard for me to compare that one to the one I'm using mostly right now. But. Okay. All right. Uh, there's a couple more questions, but some of them I think we've already covered in the chat room there. But we did just open your rye porter, and this is another one brewed with a Belgian yeast. Yeah, you would never know. That I'm not tasting the Belgian yeast. Although I am enjoying the attenuation. Once again, a really nice attenuation uh, with a bunch of chocolate, I think, and uh, roast flavor. What do you think of that one, Tasty? I do love it. It's uh, less, less, more chocolate than, and less roast. Yeah. Which is what I like about it. And you know what's weird is, uh, well, weird to me, um, I like a good porter, but oftentimes when I order a porter, I actually don't think they've brewed a very good porter in terms of the style, which is that it should be somewhat well attenuated, and it should have some nice roast flavors while also not not being a sweet beer. It should be a very drinkable beer. A porter should be a really drinkable beer, and I think oftentimes I don't find a very drinkable porter, so I shy away from it, but this one is uh, super well attenuated. Yep. Um, I hope, and I have the feeling that Joe is going to tell us this is malt again and not just yeast. Yeah, it, it's a little of both, and, and mash temperature, again, also plays into that quite a bit. Okay. Uh, you know, a little bit little bit on the lower side. Uh, if I went up any higher, you know, you start getting a syrupy characteristic to it, so... Yeah. I let it attenuate down a little bit, and that the yeast, you know, helps with that, too. Yeah, porter's one of these styles that, if I'm at a bar, you know, and I'm going to pay six or seven bucks for a pint, whatever it is, I want to order it. Because if it's good, it'll be great. But oh, if it's not, it's like a, I just ordered molasses, right? I ordered a soup. So what's your 10 out of 10? Eight, you failed, and two is good? <laughs> no. I, I think I'm a little more harsh on a porter. I think it's got to be an eight for me to like no, it. No, no. I, I, you, you order 10. Oh. <laughs> and I eight see. of them suck. Oh, I see. Yeah, eight out of 10 suck. Eight out of 10 suck. This one, however, I could order, again, I could order two of these. It's, we made, uh, made the two out of ten. Yeah, what is the malt profile on this? Uh, what's the malt bill look like? It's got about 20% malted rye, um, some uh, chocolate rye. Um, chocolate rye. Is that something we can get, Tasty, at the homebrew shop? I've heard of it. I don't know if I haven't seen um, it. But. Certain ones you can, you can get it. Okay. I don't think I've heard uh, of chocolate rye before. But I like that. We have the internet. We can find whatever we want. Um, it's just roasted to a higher you know, lullaby. Sure. Okay. Yeah. All right. Go on. Sorry, Joe. And then it's got uh, you know your basic chocolate malt, a uh, little bit of black debittered malt, uh, light on the debittered, though, and uh, a little bit of a uh, small amount of Munich as well. Okay. I like this beer. Um. Yeah. It's, it's not too roasty. Yeah. Can you brew this uh, beer for us, Doc? Yeah. <laughs> this is a recipe I want. This oh, one's it's good. It's nice. Yeah. It's really well done. And then, but Belgian yeast again. 
Yeah, which, which belt are you, are you using the, the 12, 14 again? 14 for this one as well, yeah. Wow. This is your workhorse well, used, man. It, he knows it really well, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's got the, you know, the, the sharp phenolics, which obviously, and that w- blended with the rye, which has spiciness to it. Yeah. Uh, you found uh, Justin's Achilles heel, I you, think. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't know. I would tend to call Joe a nutcase if I look... All right, here's what I did. Here's what happened. Apropos of nothing. Here's what happened. Before the show, I looked at Joe's beer lineup on the website. And and I said, he's a fucking nutcase. He's doing all these American styles with Belgian yeast. And I thought, either he's going to be great, and this is going to be a good interview, or all the beers are going to be like Belgian IPAs that I don't like, and this is going to suck. And it turns out... Joe has some secret to not even knowing that there's Belgian yeast in these beers. His secret, he actually isn't using Belgian yeast at all. (laughs) Yeah. His secret, it's all Cal Ale. (laughs) I suspect his secret is he doesn't like them either. You know, the ones you don't like, he doesn't like as well. So he's, you know, made these beers. So that's kind of my point, Tasty, actually, is why even use it? Yeah. Now... I know, oh, oh, I know. If you're going to like push it down to the point where it doesn't even be Belgian y? Well, now, Joe, I already know that the answer is that because it's doing something to this beer that you and I really like. So I know that. But I'm still, the, the question kind of remains I don't know how you even got here. Most people who would choose to use Belgian yeast for all these styles would want to accentuate the Belgian yeast. Yep. You, for some reason, chose to use Belgian yeast, but didn't want to accentuate. Do you see what I'm getting at? I, that's, this is where I'm boggled. I, I wanted to do some beers that, in a way that nobody else was really doing in our area. Um, and so I, this was my way of uh, producing these American styles in a completely different way than everybody else around here is doing. So um, that was kind of my take on what I was doing with the Belgian yeast. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, the the Belgians who are are, are starting to kind of take cues from from American brewers. <laughs> the other way around? The, the other way around. Exactly. And they have been for a few years. Should call Joe. <laughs> Joe's yeah. the guy that should call. Because they're when they produce these Belgian IPAs and these things that we're not liking, they ought to call Joe. Because he's doing it in a way that I think is a, a, a yep. really great marriage between the the Belgian yeast and the fantastic American uh, style. This beer is awesome. This porter is fantastic. Oh, it's, it's 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 you want to have something on a porter that's just a little. You got the malt yeah. and the darkness, and most will balance it with roast. Yeah, there's no roast in this. Yeah, it's all but the it it balances it with spice. Yep. It's got the the rye spice and the uh, the yeast spice. Yeah. So, Doc, when you when you copy this recipe, are you going to use Belgian yeast? Uh, I mean, yeah. you, no. Oh, of course, I am. Yeah, you'll just do the exact. And it, well, with most yeast, but it's, it's it's about how you play with the yeast, right? But that's the scary part, isn't it? Because it's so good recipe wise right. that that you'd be worried. Not you per se, but you get the, the proverbial you. Uh, <laughs> Everybody else to use the Belgian yeast. Because you wouldn't want it to turn out too estery or, uh, you know, Belgian-y for that well, matter. Well, I, I, being as anal as I am, I'm going to be looking at all the other yeasts and the yeast profiles. Yeah. Maybe maybe I want to do something different. Yeah. You know, like Joe's doing. So, uh, or try just this one. But with this porter, 
It's about balance. And you wouldn't enter, for example, you wouldn't enter this beer into the Belgian category if you were going into competition. You'd enter this into the porter there's, category. There's a Belgian specialty that it might work. But might you could also enter work. this into porter, don't oh, you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and it'd do fine. One mm-hmm. thing that we found difficult is uh, entering the beers in certain categories. Like a GABF? Really fit, you know, yeah. 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 Uh, what did you, did you enter this beer? Um, I'm trying to think if we entered this year. We did not. No. You didn't. You should. And I think I'd go straight Porter. I wouldn't even go Belgian. Well, the the GABF categories are different than our, our right. Hamburg ones. That's true. It's an awesome beer. Period. The, Figure you, out where it goes and put it there. <laughs> Just put it there. <laughs> Just put it there. <laughs> did you enter the double IPA? Uh, we did last year, yeah. You did. That's another yeah. good beer. So, so if someone with less skill than you, Doc, and less precision wanted to make this beer, could they get really close by no. doing everything exact, but with but not with Belgian yeast? You'd fuck it up. You would? No, no I'm sort of joking. Uh, no, I'm would, making it, fun it, of you and it, it would take a lot of experimentation, because if somebody doesn't have the experience, they wouldn't know what they're after. Well, it's, 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 it's fermentation, 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 right? It, it, yeah. At this point, it's 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 you're cutting out something in this porter. You're cutting out the roastiness, which is going to balance out usually the maltiness. You're cutting that out, and then you're going to supplant that with uh, this yeast characteristic. Mm. The yeast characteristic is going to be from your temperature, uh, the way you're playing with this yeast. Right. Uh, you ferment it too high, you got to get what Justin said: too much Belgian characteristic. Yeah. You get too much banana, too much clove. You don't want that. You want to have phenolics and spiciness, yeah. which will balance out the the, the awesome maltiness that, it, that is in this. Joe, are you the only brewer in America whose house yeast is, is twelve fourteen? Yeah, honestly, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's it's a good question. Just say <laughs> yes and, and wink, wink, nod, nod. You might be. I think you might be. Yeah, but oh, you 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 balanced this one really really well. This is probably the best one of the bunch. Um, so some I think we cover. I'm just looking over questions from our chat too. Um, Aaron from Western New York is in there and just wants to know what are the fermentation temps used to keep the Belgian yeast from being overwhelming. And I think we kind of covered this. You like to go low, right? Start off low, and then I. Uh I don't touch it until it gets close to eighty. So okay, is that true on on this porter, for example? Would that go as high as eighty? Yep. Wow, that surprises the hell out of me. Well, he, he lets it free rise. Most of the stuff gets done in the in the beginning. Okay, and he wants to get rid of any kind of diacetyl. You taste any diacetyl in that? Nothing. None. And maybe that's part of the cleanliness. Even. Yeah, it, it's it, really cleaning up. It does. It really cleans it up. You don't get that that lingering butterscotchy laying on your tongue kind of stuff. So you start at sixty four, and then just let that fucker rise. Yep. You can make that into a bumper sticker if you want. Let <laughs> <laughs> <Did> it rise. <laughs> Put that on website. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He doesn't have room in between the uh, Obama and uh, coexist stickers on his own car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right now, um, you, you know, I always hate to ask this because it kind of puts our uh, interviewees on the spot if but you don't still ask. if you don't have the info in front of you. But people always want a recipe, like a full recipe. Um, is there anything that you'd be able, to, even if it's just percentage-wise, 
um, that you'd be willing or able to give a recipe on any of these beers? Our listeners want to brew it. Uh, yeah, maybe. Okay. I'll, yeah, maybe, can I post something to you guys? Yeah, that's fine. If you email it to, to Scott, uh, who yeah. booked you, then we can put it on the forum that way, uh, uh, and that'd be fine, too. Um, but I know, for example, I'm just reading their minds, that this porter would be a perfect one, and so would the, um, double IPA. Um, but if you if you have something else in mind, it's it's entirely up to you. They were all fantastic, but I know that either one of those they just love. So, uh, and yeah, yeah, yeah you can just email to Scott. I'll talk to the uh, to the guys here at the brewery and and uh, see what we can come up with. Okay, cool. Yeah, everyone always wants to brew this stuff at home, especially when we rave about it like these. Well, good job, Joe. I appreciate you sending the beer and spending time with us. Uh, not only did we uh, get to drink good uh, Belgian-style beer that we wouldn't have expected, but I think we got a, a good buzz. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Nothing under six. Yeah. Uh, we should be careful when we're like, no, you have to send us beer for the interview. Yeah. Could you please send us stuff that's under 8%? Oh, which part of Belgian didn't you understand? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Uh, no, it's really good stuff, Joe, and I thank you uh, for sending it in and spending time on the show, man. Cheers. Yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. Yeah, no problem. There you go. You can check out Joe Kestelut at uh, Peace Tree Brewing Company in Knoxville, Iowa. And uh, he's a good dude and, and doing some good stuff. Uh, you know, I think he's understating how good he is as a yeast wrangler. With these Belgian yeah, yeasts. Definitely. So go check them out. And uh, hey, Joe, before you go, if you're still there, um, where can people get your beer? Is it only in Iowa? It's uh, mostly in Iowa. Um, it just uh, just appeared in uh, Omaha, Nebraska. Okay. And Kansas. It'll be in Kansas here pretty soon. Got it. And you're not, I mean, you guys are looking at like 4,000 barrels for this year, right? So uh, distribution-wise, we're going to be, we're going to have to search for you. Yeah, okay. we're, we're still pretty small right now, but well, good. That's can, all right. Yeah, and you can always just send Joe an email and be like, oh, "I do an internet radio show," and you know, we'll, <laughs> we'll send you some bottles. He'll send you beer. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. try that con. It worked for us. <laughs> well, listen. Uh, next time I'm in Iowa, you know, Joe, I, I'm trying to remember the last time I was in Iowa. Uh, Wait, be, when was the first time? <laughs> right. I will be coming by because this look, it's worth it. This beer is fantastic. Yes, yeah. it is. You can see why they're they're uh, winning hearts and changing minds. Well, if yeah. nothing else, it, it's worth experimenting. Yeah, just to you know, do uh, different yeast with you know different styles. And I want to try the cornucopia, the sweet corn beer, too. So, all right, Joe. Thanks, brother. All right, thanks, guys. Have a good one. Cheers. There you go. It's Joe uh, Castellute. He's from uh, Peace Tree Brewing Company in Knoxville, Iowa. And uh, I don't know if you're passing through. Go check him out. If you're in Iowa and you don't know about Joe yet, you should know. He'd be my favorite Iowa brewery. In fact, I think it's safe to say Joe's my favorite Iowa brewery. It's official. Do, do you remember what the receptionist sounded like answering the phones over there? Peace tree. Can, can we do something for you? What was it? I liked your invitation last week. Oh, Welcome to Peace Tree Brewing Company. Uh, have a beer or don't. We don't judge. Well, we don't care. It's fine either way, uh, as long as you're happy. How can I? How can I direct your call? Yeah, <laughs> this is how I. Sorry, picture Peace Tree is. You know. Uh, well, I, I never thought you'd be a fan of Porter ever. You know, and 
It's only because we screw it up so often here in America, to well, be honest with you. Come on, come on Justin, yeah. let's get the part, and I see that you, you grimace. <laughs> really? Oh, I do, and I see it on the menu, and I go, ah, well, I wish that could be good. I'll have the pale ale instead. <laughs> Uh, but I'll tell you what, uh, uh, this is a really nice porter. It is. It's great. And well, it, it balances for a whole different reason. Yeah, and I can't believe yeah. it's Belgian yeast. Um, I can't believe it's not... I can't believe it's not butter. <laughs> yeah. He should have a, a bumper sticker that says, I can't believe it's not Cal L. Cal L. Is this the first uh, uh, brewer that has really sort of done this with the Belgian yeast, where it's it, it not detectable? Because uh, to like us, you, yeah. Like you were saying, that's not even what they're going for well, in the first right. place. So I think usually they, they I'm going to do it with a Belgian yeast. I'm going to make it... And it's what they're going Belgian-y. for. Belgian-y. Yeah. In other words, they, ado- they adapt the rest of the recipe Around. to the yeast. Yeah. yeah. It seems to me that he's adapted the yeast... Definitely. To the beer, to the yeah. recipe. Well, uh, yeah. it, it really an opposite approach. And I think it worked for well, the most at, part. At low temperatures, yeast do one thing, and at higher temperatures, they do another. And he's worked that into the recipe yeah. quite a bit. Yeah. Oh, I like very, it. Very nice. All right. I have to pee like there was no business other than peeing. Uh, you're not even standing. Oh, uh, my God. I was about to. I was going <laughs> to pee dance, but Joe was still being very uh, engaged, and I didn't want you to start laughing at me pee dancing while Joe was speaking. But I, you usually stand up. And... I got to go. Okay, good. When we come back, Doc's going to walk us through a uh, Belgian uh, golden strong ale, and we've got one of his to try. Can I just that's what we need. One that I actually forgot that I had in the archives. We'll be right back. It's the session. You're listening to the Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Where can you still find 795 nationwide shipping, a friendly, knowledgeable staff, and all of the stuff to brew for less? Homebrew stuff. <laughs> Isn't the homebrew stuff a sexual maneuver? Homebrew stuff is the largest homebrew supplier in the Northwest and can be found in Garden City, Idaho, and online at homebrewstuff.com. Equipment and ingredients for brewing beer and wine, soda and liquors, books, instructional DVDs, beginner kits, and a great selection of grain and hops. Homebrew stuff also has dozens of free videos online to help make brewing easy. Visit homebrewstuff.com now for the best prices with their match or beat guarantee. BN Army members can take 10% off their first order with the coupon code BNARMY. Kegs, regulators, faucets, towers, carboys, conicals, barrels, you name it. Get your homebrew stuff for less at homebrewstuff.com. Homebrew stuff, (laughs) not a sexual maneuver. Just the best prices and great service on all the stuff you need. Homebrewstuff.com. Putting hops in my beer again. What? Why? It's just too ridiculous. Insane prices, stupid contracts, high shipping costs, crappy selection. Dude, you need Nico Brew. Nico Brew will rock your fucking face right the fuck off your fucking skull. $5 shipping to all 50 states, plus fantastic international rates get you low prices on Nico Brew's great selection of hops and more. Whether you're a home brewer, a pro brewer, or a homebrew shop owner, Nico Brew can get you the hops you need in increments big and small. 
single orders, spot buys, or full contracts. And there's only one place to join the Uber Special Secret Elite Bare Bones Club where you'll get the best deals anywhere. Holy f***ing shit! NicoBrew.com N-I-K-O-B-R-E-W NicoBrew, your bare bones buddy in the brewing business. Yes, J.P. Gore. Everything is perfect for my next fermented creation. My father, the storm is too far away. We'll never have enough power to isomerize the creatures and the <laughs> Yes, J.P. Gore, we will. For I have in my possession the Tower of Power. Glickman's new Tower of Power is the evolution of automation. Control hot liquor, sparge, and mash temps like a pro. The Tower of Power is a high-quality gas-fired rim system that works with your current brewing setup. With ultra-precision, the tower can hold your mash to one-half of a degree Fahrenheit. Precision and repeatability. The Tower of Power is the answer to automatic, fast ramp times. See more at BlickmanEngineering.com. Bring your next creation to life with the Tower of Power. Dr. Glickman's with the Tower of Power, you can probably give me an afternoon at the pub to Enjoy it, right? Don't be silly, J.P. Gore. We have beer to brew. What does craft beer mean to you? Is it a delicious way to support your town's local brewer? Or perhaps it's the perfect beverage to pair with those delicious meals at your favorite restaurant and at home. Regardless of whether you're thinking of pints or pairings, pilsners or porters, craftbeer.com is the site where craft beer lovers come together to learn and share. Craftbeer.com is brought to you by the Brewers Association and celebrates the best of American craft beer and its brewers. Craftbeer.com is the best place to find craft beer events recipes, great feature stories, the most up-to-date brewery listings, and resources for your next beer tasting or dinner, like style guidelines, pairing mats, and charts. Get the inside scoop on new beer releases and special events from today's craft beer insiders and chime in to share your own knowledge, perfect pairings, road trips, recipes, and more. Craftbeer.com, celebrating the best of American beer. BN Army, HopTech has a great discount waiting for you. Do you often find it difficult to find specific specialty ingredients for your homebrew recipes? Well, listen to this. HopTech stocks 59 different grains to choose from, 39 varieties of pellet hops, and 8 kinds of whole leaf hops. And HopTech not only carries Y-yeast and White Labs yeast for you, but also Fermentus, 04, 5, 6, 23, 33, and T58 Belgian yeast, plus Cooper's, Nottingham, and Windsor yeasts. Got your recipe ready to go? Pick up some great brew gear like new long and short sleeved shirts, games, and more. HopTech's new website is being updated every day with new items. If you don't see it, call the shop. They're open six days a week. BN Army and AHA members get a 10% discount, and active military personnel get 15% off. Visit HopTech.com today for great selection, great service, and a great discount. HopTech.com. One beer. This is the session. Right 
Right. Welcome back to the program, everybody. Thanks for uh, sticking with us. Uh, wow, I just made it back in time for uh, the show. Yeah, I'm the only hard out rejoiner. It just ends. Uh, I told you I had to pee real bad. A long pee? Oh, it's a real long pee. Oh, like an old man pee. Made it back just in time. You have something for us to take? Oh, no, I just wanted to remind you that the segment we're about to do is brought to you by Homebrew Stuff. Oh, yeah. Go to homebrewstuff.com right now, a brand new sponsor of ours who we're happy to have. And I checked out their website. It's a a fantastic-looking website with a whole bunch of good stuff on it. Homebrewstuff.com, all the stuff you need to brew. You can like them on Facebook. Just search. uh, I I did it today. I searched uh, Homebrew Stuff, and it popped right up. It's the first one that comes up there. And you go to it, and you can find things like, uh, I think they're having a dented uh, equipment sale right now. So, you know, like... uh, um, they order these big, like stainless steel kettles, homebrew shops, and things like that. And and sometimes in transit they get dented, and they can't then sell those things for the normal price. Although you know it's not their fault they got dented. Yeah, and half the time you can't even see that stuff. And who gives a shit anyway? Yeah, <laughs> as yeah. long as the spout works and everything yeah. else. So uh, they'll get dented eventually anyway. I think I looked on their Facebook today, and they're doing like a dented equipment sale, and uh, those are always a good time if you're looking for a gift for your uh, favorite somebody or just looking to upgrade, you know, some part of your system. That's a good way to do it. It's cool that an online shop does that because sometimes you have to go to your local homebrew shop to get the dented equipment sales. So I like that homebrewstuff.com is is putting it all online. Yeah, it's just like the last display oh. model and you have to be in the store. Yeah. Love it. So go check out homebrewstuff.com. They're bringing you this segment right now, which uh, is going to be uh, actually Doc teaching us about uh, the the Belgian blonde style. And here's what happened. We you know, we knew we were having Joe uh, from Peace Tree Brewing Company on the on the show today. And we thought, well, he's going to be covering some non-traditional uh, Belgian styles, basically the things we just talked about like a porter and an amber ale and things like that. And we thought we'd wrap it up with a homebrew segment about a traditional uh, Belgian style, Good. which is similar to Joe's first beer that he gave us, which is a Belgian blonde ale, and I think that that's what you're covering for us, doc. No. No. Belgian no. Golden Strong. Golden Strong. There we go. Whatever. Well, go, we, it know. is different, isn't it? Well, the, yeah, the, the, the Belgian Blonde is a lot more hoppy. And you know me. Oh, yeah. You prefer the Golden Strong. Yes. Why? Now, Doc, I, I do believe, uh, subscribes to the Vinnie Chilurzo philosophy, uh, philosophy of the Belgian Blonde Ale. And that is that it's the perfect hangover beer. Oh, yes. Uh, so you make it good, you make it clean, you make it strong. And, and really light, easy to drink, and fizzy. But higher in alcohol so that you are you don't even know that how much you're helping yourself out with the with, <laughs> with your first beer of the day. Because it can't taste like, like, like alcohol, can it, on your no, first beer no, of the you, day? No, no, you want to have it like a mimosa. You, oh, I'm drinking orange juice. Yeah. Now, yours is uh, corked and caged. Yes. You've gone through the trouble of even corking and caging your uh, Belgian. Now, uh, I do see that you're... Uh, Struggling. No, your, hey, your cage look, broke we'll off. We'll get to the beer. <laughs> Doc's cage <laughs> broke. How long has this been sitting around for you? Well, I forgot about it. Uh, uh, Moscow sent out the thing. It said, who's got uh, some Belgians with, with some Belgian ales? And I go, let me, let me check the archives. And I looked deep and dark, and I found like six bottles of this that I forgot about. What are we thinking? One year, two years? About, about a year. A year? Okay. Uh, yeah, and, and and this was actually an experiment to see uh, natural carbonation and how much. Uh, thank you. How much uh, can I put a lot of carbonation in this and still have it, you know, ferment down? 
Because now, so so you you uh, bottle condition this, but what you're yeah, saying, yeah, is that part of the style of the Belgian Golden Strong that it should be highly carbonated? Yes, it is. Okay, yeah, you, very you, effervescent. You to, yeah, very effervescent, very light. Uh, but it, it's a very it's a very strong beer. So you you have issues with uh, being able to ferment all the way down. Yeah, and then when you try to referment in the bottle, you got to add more yeast to it, and hopefully it will carbonate i've got a triple that i brought along if you want to try it later sure i mean why not we've already had a bunch (laughs) of nine percent beers tonight that that, uh kind of i this one might have made it but a lot of them failed that that they just did not carbonate this one i know is carbonated okay and this is what i was trying to do trying to get like four volumes of carbonate which is a lot uh, and having a really light. This is basically what, what would an average be if you're saying four volumes? Oh, uh, pale ale is about two and a half. Yeah, two point four. This is four. This is like four cha- is spritzy. You can't get in the glass like, without it. This is like up. champagne. Okay. So, but when you oh, s- that's a nice pop, and uh, I can see the CO two oh, yeah. uh, uh, mist coming out of it. When when you say about a year, aren't you normally really meticulous with your date stamping? Oh, uh, it was okay. It was last. Uh, December. <laughs> he was trying to sound less anal, Moscow. Yes, All right, was. thanks for ruining. No, it's for him. A, what do you mean though? That's a that's a good thing. You, <laughs> no, you, it is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, tasty. Is this a style that you? I I don't see you as a Belgian beer guy in general. Is uh, this one that you can get into? I've made Belgian beers. I uh, yeah yeah a, a long time ago. I was trying lots of, to make diff- a lot of different styles and uh, okay. I think I've actually uh, had a had a golden strong. Uh, place in the uh in the national the national center, okay in the second round i think yeah. all right yeah. because uh, even when we were kind of thinking about our staff and who could present this i didn't put you on the list i said well ask nathan and ask doc if they have a no, beer i wouldn't have one around yeah but nate might because you don't do it that I, often nate actually had a bunch but he wasn't going to be here today I too see. so otherwise we'd have had them both do I, it. I actually didn't think i'd have one and, and i you know i hit the golden Right. The, the Holy Grail here. Oh, look at that. I forgot all about them. But, Tasty, will you order this at a bar? If you go to Ole in Walnut Creek, for example, oh. or something, and you see a Belgian Golden Strong, is it something you'll order? Sure. Oh, it's you a will. Belgian beer bar. That's why I'm there. You like it. Okay. Oh, yeah. I would drink that. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. I, f- I feel like you say you would, and you know, you, and <laughs> you, right. you, you, you really yeah, I'll would. give you their number. Call them by the ass. They'll, they'll tell you. I will. Say so you will. Okay. All right. Well, I like to hear that. Uh, only because you only have like two hoppy beers. And if I don't want either one of those, then I'll say, well, I'm going to go with a I'm just trying to imagine, triple or, you I'm, know. Or, I'm trying right. to imagine the scenario Sour in beer. which you don't want one of those two hoppy beers. <laughs> Every now and then. That's the scenario. Well, if it's my first stop, I definitely want hoppy. But if it's my last stop, which often it is, I, I'm looking for sour or something Belgian. Right. Okay. Now, here's what, when we call Doc, too, uh, I know that Doc's picky. So if I if we said well, and and we did, do you have any Belgian beers to to showcase? If he had a Belgian beer that he didn't like, he would have said no. Yes, I have Belgian beer. No, I have nothing. I'd like to talk to you about. Uh, but this was a beer that you ended up finding and tasting, and you liked it. Yeah, I, I did. Uh, I I forgot it was even there. I had like eight bottles, corked and cage seven fifties. What did you like about it when you tasted it that made you go, yeah? It had a very Belgian quality to it. It was very light, very fizzy. Um, it's it's supposed to be a Duval clone. Oh, it's fizzy as hell. I know. 
Wow. So yeah, spin, weren't you watching spin, him pour it? Spin it around. I know. Spin around a little bit. Okay. Again, this is an experiment to see if I could... Do you think that's more than four volumes, or that's four volumes? Shh. Maybe. <laughs> but um, most judges will swirl it around and like knock knock a lot of volumes out of it. It looks like a jacuzzi. <laughs> the, 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 the problem with, with uh, high high uh, CO2 beers is it's hard to pour. Yeah. And if you notice, I pulled it right out of the ice. Okay. Don't let it sit at room temperature for even five minutes or you're going to have a gusher. If you've carbonated You won't even get it in the glass. Okay. And once you do that, then you can get it in the glass and then everybody can like deal with it how they want to deal with it. Okay. And so this one, I try to keep the phenolics and the esters down. Yeah. So I, I actually brewed this one at a lower temperature straight through. I didn't didn't let it rise until near the end because I wanted to clean it up. So what was lower? What was your fermentation temperature? It was about uh, sixty five ish. And you kept it down there, right there, and then until when? Uh well, until I add. I, I this is a. a, a sequential added sugar thing okay this has got 20 percent sugar in it wow so this is a lot of sugar so you can't throw that all in at once so it's it's a little and a little and a little until i got until it was i figured it was done fermenting and then i started raising the temperature up at that so point. the whole time you were adding sugar you kept it down at 65 yep and every time i did it just pumped it right back up again and what was the point of adding all that sugar uh, to get uh, the alcohol up and the body down. Okay. Uh, this started out as like a, almost a 1090 beer, and I got it down about 1009. Wow. It, it takes a lot of work to get it that way. Uh, Moscow, could you call the cab company for us all now? Can you taste three. the alcohol in there? Yeah, by the way, no. Susie's cab has to go all the way back I to fucking Redwood City or wherever the hell, whatever planet she lives on. <laughs> but he's not drunk. <laughs> but can you, can you taste the alcohol uh, in that? Not really. No, no not I, at all. Is there is there like kind of gingerbready? What am I yeah, getting? Get the, yeah. yeah, you're going to get uh, the, the gingerbread. You're gonna, I, I get, Good call, Moscow. I get yeah. peach, peaches and plums in yeah. this thing. So the esters are going to come through in this thing. They are, and there's some clove ester in there. Right. Some of these things you're there's looking no at, heat, though. Yeah, the, no yeah, heat. yeah, the phenolics are going to be that spiciness and the cloves, and the esters are going to be the the fruity flavors, but not too much. That's why I kept it really down. I wanted to have a more of a clean beer. Yeah, on this thing. Now I'm. I have to admit to you, if I'm being honest. The large amount of carbonation also yeah. cleans up the palate, it's doesn't it? A lot. No, yeah. I don't mean it's okay. Yeah. I mean, I know you were going for, 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 in other words, however the carbonation were to come out on this, you want it higher to yeah. help with that, is what I'm getting Yeah, at. because yeah. these beers can have a tendency to be like super, like overly sweet on the palate. Yeah. That kind of thing. And I could see how this could risk that, but it's very effervescent. It, it doesn't. It, it, it cleans oh, it up. I want it to be like champagne. Like, you're drinking a mimosa in the morning. Oh, yeah. and it's yeah. done that. Yes. I will. I could have this tomorrow to cure me having it tonight. I'll, I'll, leave, I'll, leave, with, I'll leave you with the other one. You're right. Because I brought two. Suzer, so. uh, winner of the California uh, Homebrew Club of the Year. How do you like this beer? I like it a lot. Girl who doesn't get hangovers anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. That's not true. I had one in like 
six years ago. You did in the fifth grade. In the fifth grade. Yeah. What's more of a, a panty dropper beer? This one or the the this blonde one. from this one? Huh? The, yeah. Wow. This one is, isn't it? Yeah. That's, I was yeah. going to ask Doc if you brought another bottle for me since I can't <laughs> drink that much right now. I'm another, looking at another. it like, no. She can have mine. I'll have an Advil instead in the morning. I, I, I'll send one home with you. <laughs> okay. You just think of me when you're having sex. That's all. <laughs> that's all he had. In fact, you don't, even have to, you don't even have to report back. You just have to. He just has to know in his mind that that's what you did. I'll know up here. <laughs> uh, all right. So you... you uh, Tell us about your planning of this beer. Okay, so so this this beer, uh, I wanted to have it highly fermentable. Okay. And so since I can step mash, I'm going to do a step mash. I usually do a protein rest early on, which is like 122. Okay. And then I, uh, most of the, the sacrification rest is going to be low 40s. You're going to worry about this about 142, 143. All right. Which most people would not even think about doing. Then I mash out at 165. Yeah, it, so really just the two steps except yeah, for a mash out. Right, and then I mash it out. Okay. Uh, then it's all fermentation. Okay. Yeah, the, the big thing is it's going to be uh, these beers, you, you really need a big pitch. Okay. And you want to have a lot of oxygen with a, a, a heavy beer. Uh, or very concentrated beer, it's going to be hard to get all that oxygen in there. So if you're just using the shake method, at best you're going to get about eight and a half parts per million. So in a carboy, you just shake it up, right? Okay. okay, that's going to that that you have to do that period. But uh, you really for this kind of beer, you want to have fifteen parts per million. So it's not that hard to do. You get a stone and pure oxygen for two minutes. And you can get that at more beer pretty yeah, cheap. Yeah. So the stone breaks up the the, uh, the bubbles so it diffuses into it. What I do is I'm, when I come back, uh, usually, and when I'm done brewing, it's at night. I, I, oxy- I, throw the, I pitch. I throw the oxygen in there. For two minutes. And then when I come back in the morning, if it's still not bubbling yeah i i will i will throw more oxygen there because yeah the oxygen bubbles off your, your parts per million are not going to stay in there it's not like the yeast just use it all but it's just going to bubble off and you're going to lose it that way so right. I, I put it back in there i call that the dock method of oxygen by the way yeah. and i do that in my head i did that with a beer recently um uh well not all that recently but i brewed a few months ago and i i thought that i had oxygenated properly but when i and, and pitched properly but when I went out there 12 hours later, uh, it wasn't going like I thought it would be. In fact, it wasn't going at all. So I did it again. Because you have always said on the show, if you're not seeing active fermentation, it's okay to add more oxygen. Yeah, it's safe. You're not going to be uh, uh, oxygenated. Uh, uh, you, yeah, you won't be putting oxygen in a bad time of the fermentation. Thank you, yeah. So it's safe to do it again. Make sure all your seals are good. If you've got a carboy, it's real easy. As you got one seal, yeah. Yeah. So uh, once that's going, if I come in at lunchtime, yeah. I can go back home at lunch, and if it's still not going, I'll oxygenate it again. Wow. For these big okay. beers, it sometimes it takes a while because these yeast know there's so much uh, you know, Sugar. sugars in there to go for. They're going to keep... They're keep building rep- up. They're still building up. So I'm going to put more oxygen in there. It's like a big so, pep rally. It's Exactly. Yeah. So as soon as I see... Uh, fermentation kind of starting to happen. Then I back off, and I'm not going to do it anymore. Okay, all right. But 
you have to have you can't just let it go nutty because with a big beer like this you could have if you're just in the corner of the kitchen yeah and it ramps up quickly to 75 it's not going to be a happy fun beer it's going to be a, a headache beer it's gonna be a clovey and and by headache you mean some of those alcohol phenols right it, that it, actually that literally give you a headache yeah they're the higher you Tastes like nail polish, kind of solventy kind of things. Okay, uh, it, it'll ferment real fast. You're going great, but uh, uh, you're, you're, you're there's something there that isn't clean in it, and you're gonna get the headache kind of feeling. Right. Uh, so it's you got to plan ahead for this thing. If you so get, you're not looking to stress the yeast in any way. In this, I, I don't know. A big pitch and, and and a little cooler and a lot of oxygen. Right. And then let it do its thing. And it's there's there's a lot of different ways to do it. And I'm the big pitch, lot of oxygen, okay, low temperature kind of guy. Tasty, you like that? Yeah, I think low temperature is the way to, to rock with a beer like this. Like he says, that can constrain the ferment, and you know save some of that impact for late in the ferment because beers like this tend to like not finish the way you want them to. They'll be right. finished oh, too high, like ten thirty, ten twenty five yeah. without. Making a goal in life to get it to oh nine. Yeah, you get oh nine and have that solventy kind of yeah. like high alcohol, high right, you right. know that kind of nasty beer. You don't want to do that. You want to have a really clean, yeah. a champagne type beer. Okay, but of course, like Tasty's saying, even getting to oh nine or oh nine is is a feat. It is. So this is where the adding sugar comes in, right? Right. Okay. So uh, if you if you give them. All the sugar in the ferment or in in the boil, yeah, uh, they're gonna know it's there, and they're gonna they're not gonna make the enzymes that they need to break down the maltose and the maltotriose. Interesting. You have so to trick they, them. So they will break. They will just oh, it's, it's like going through a lot of young blondes. Uh, we're, <laughs> right, we're, we're not we're not gonna go worry about having condoms to do you know the, the milfs no we're just gonna do it yeah we're gonna do it so then they're gonna peter out and they're gonna be done <laughs> i've petered out of a million <laughs> yeah. times i oh if i could count. but but if this you is radio gold here. It, 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 it goes more with uh if you feed the kids dessert first they're not gonna eat the main meal okay so you literally are kind of tricking them. Yes, I am. Okay, so you've done in your so in other words, in your recipe where you've built the 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 mash and the malt, right, right? You you've gotten to one gravity. What is the gravity, for example, the OG gravity of your recipe without the sugar? Without you, the sugar, you know it's about ten sixty. Ten sixty. About yeah, and then you start adding. So the you sugar. start fermentation with your ten sixty work. Yes, so, and then yeah. So uh, then I let it ferment until it starts to slow, and then I will make basically a, a, a sugar soup. Right. I'll have boil water with just enough water to dissolve maybe a pound of sugar in. What are we talking here? Table sugar? Uh, I like corn sugar, but okay. uh, if you if you really want to be sticklers with it, and I have before about using beet sugar, which is uh, candy sugar. Okay, it's, it's real easy, and you get a little bit different profile with it. Okay, but with this, it's a golden strong. I want clean, so uh, corn sugar works real well for that. Instance. So that would be C and H versus oh, wait. Uh, it's corn sugar. Beet no. sugar is the cheap stuff, right? That's the uh, the off brand at the store, right? Yeah, the corn sugar is uh, your dextrose. 
Uh, your cane sugar is your C and H. Okay. Okay. Um, your beet sugar is going to be your candy sugar, more your uh, Belgian candy sugar, which you can buy uh, either in liquid or, or candy or form. Yeah. And with with this beer, with I want clean champagne, a, a nice blonde feel to it. I don't yeah, want. I don't. I, I don't want to have. I don't want to have a big brain on it. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. So. Um, yeah. Corn, corn sugar is cheap. You can get it at any homebrew shop. It's a lot easier. Okay. But don't feed them all at once. So I'll boil a little bit of water, maybe a cup of water. You can really get uh, a lot of sugar into that cup of water. Yep. It's and then just pour that right you in. You pour it in about day three. Okay. And about day four or five, you do it again and again. You, you Amazing how that how fast that fermentation just kicks back up. Got it. And okay. It, is, is it really obvious the difference? It's not just that sugar is sugar. You really can tell the difference yeah. between your cane well, sugars in, in and this, your. In this kind of beer, because it's a very light beer, it, in a in a big double. No, you're not gonna you're not gonna taste the difference. But oh, maybe you can. Uh, it won't be as clean. But you want to have that in a big double. You want to have that that little oomph that you're gonna get out of a Belgian candy sugar. But with this one, it's it's just kind of a wasted thing. I want a very clean flavor out of this one. Okay. All right. Well, I can taste the dryness. I think it worked. Well, that's what I want. I want a dry. You get a little hint of sweetness. You want you effer- effervescence. Yeah. Um, a happy yellow beer. Mm. You'd drink this for breakfast, wouldn't you? It's a happy yellow beer. Yeah. It's got a little sweetness to it. Yeah. Um, well, that's alcohol sweetness. It's it alcohol sweet. I yeah. think you're right. Um but there's no, there's no, uh, like higher alcohol. Sweetness. Right. No, it's really clean. There's no headache, uh, esters or, or, or phenols rather coming off of there. Right. Um, uh, there's a little bit of clove flavor. Yeah. Definitely some clove. Nice. But you know what? Comfortable. As opposed as I am to the clove flavor, I like it in this beer. I think it's nice. Yeah, it's warm. I think it's right there. Um, this is a good, uh, Belgian blonde. Yeah, Belgian uh, Golden Strong. Golden sorry, I yeah. really tried to get less of the clove out of this one. And I really tried to like ferment it down low. Okay, and it still came out. So, what do you think that is? It, it probably uh, the yeast. Uh, I used the uh, Golden Strong yeast. The uh, White Labs. Yeah, it was the five seventy. Okay, um, and had I used a different one. You might have gotten let. It I, might be a strain thing. You're saying I could be. I, I bet it's yeah. a strain thing because I, I fermented this thing. Solid. Okay. At uh, in the mid low sixties, okay. I did not let it just free rise on its own. Right. And I was surprised that I got uh, the pear, the peach, and the clove out of this thing. Yeah. That I did. I Although like. It's I, a nice combination. I really like it. Yeah, I wouldn't but, complain. But about it, it. it gets knocked down in competition. Oh, I see. Because. But, uh, because it doesn't fit the style. The, the, if you have a if you have a Duval, that's the that's the kind of standard for this style. That's yep. the Cadillac. When did the judges judge it against? Uh, it's it's a bit cleaner. That's all. And some people would say it's less interesting because of that. Yeah. Uh, but it's the style that it's judged against. Now, uh, when when you say you don't do the clove, Jay, do you not do it in beer, or do you just not like clove? I in hate general? the clove flavor. Okay. Ironically, being the douchebag hippie that I am, I used clove. to smoke the clove cigarettes yeah, all did? the time. Oh, I loved that. You were bumming them off of Terrence? Yeah. <laughs> but other than that, 
I don't like it. I don't like it in ham. You know, you put the fucking cloves in the right. ham. Yeah. I, and I don't like it in... Ha- I don't like Hefeweizen for that reason. As like a garnish on like hot chocolate. I don't like it. It's not hot chocolate. Like apple I never, cider. I, I never like it. I like clove gum. It's, oh, it's out there. I love clove gum. Like, I, I cannot even be around a clove cigarette. Right. It makes me ill. Huh. Now, but if this beer didn't have the, the clean kind of crisp wheat right character to it yeah. um and higher alcohol in other words if it were closer to a hefeweizen like a german hef i wouldn't like it i'd have to tell doc well it tastes too much like clove but because it has those other crisp characteristics i i, I like it it's more balanced it's fine it's balanced yeah and it actually adds it, it it makes it interesting and that's kind of what i'm saying is that the duval that it would would be compared against which by the way is wonderful it's a little less interesting because it doesn't have an extra thing. You will not find clove in a Duval, you know. No, you won't. But there, there's other uh, beers that are are you know, golden strong, like Lucifer, uh, Delirium Tremens, Yeah, Avery Salvation, and they they lump the uh, North Coast Prankster in with this one. Oh, really? And I love oh. Prankster, but I I don't think it's any, anywhere close to this. Yeah. I think you're right about that. I wouldn't have lumped it into that either. But, the, but you know, and it's there. Yeah. yeah, it's there. And Prankster is a good beer. I I, I like Prankster, but yeah. it, it's it, it's about five or ten Lovibond darker mm-hmm. than this. It's a lot thicker and it's a lot sweeter. Now the other thing that your beer has that I really enjoy is is mouthfeel, mm-hmm. and even with the carbonation that you're going for, it still has a nice. Yeah. Mouthfeel to it at ten oh nine or what it finished at. Was, yeah, was, it could be very thin. Oh, it could be very thin, but it's not. Um, yeah, and that's a good quality that you have there. I'm too. just glad we found this like, in my <laughs> cellar. Like, oh god, look at that. Yeah. Well, I like it. It's a good beer. Is there any more of it? Um, yeah. Pass it over. Oh no, I have to open another one. I actually, tasted it a whole bunch. Hey, that's mine. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, see, this is how I know. That's all I'm going to drink the rest of the night, it. and that should be plenty. I'll open the other one, or we can give it to... to uh... No, well, we, we got more, right? Let's do this. Yeah. Uh, why don't we take our last break, and when we come back, Doc has prepared for us the different types of yeast that you could use and that, that, that are available to homebrewers. But not just that, where they come from. Kind of the source of which uh, Belgian... Uh, well, source that they come from. Yeah, basically the different uh, Belgian strains that uh, we get from White Labs or Y-Yeast. And more or less the parent structure that uh, they came from, which uh, brewery they came from. Perfect. So let's do that. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, we'll wrap up. If you want to call in for Drunk of the Week, 888-401-BEER, do that. Also, Doc will walk us through the different yeast you can buy and where they came from. It's the session. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Brewcasters. The Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. All right, BN Army, it's trivia time. What's the only homebrew shop with over 1,000 recipe kits, $4.99 shipping on orders over 100 bucks, and is also home of the Wolf Shirt? The one and only answer is Austin Homebrew Supply. For over 20 years, they've specialized in creating recipes such as the best-selling Texas Blonde Ale, Apocalypso, Hot Bomb 2.0, and Double Chocolate Stout. And they just recently unveiled their small grain kits that produce one gallon of beer. Visit Austin Homebrew 
Company.com to browse their extensive catalog of equipment and ingredients. They also have many clone recipes of your favorite commercial beers. They're the exclusive retailer of Brew Vent Yeast Fuel as well, Yeast Nutrient, and the all-new Bodybuilder. Follow Austin Homebrew Supply on Google Plus to participate in video hangouts on popular brewing topics. So visit AustinHomebrew.com today and make sure you sign up for their weekly email with news and specials. Austin Homebrew Supply, AustinHomebrew.com. When I order a beer, I want my server to know more about it than I do. I want someone who enjoys good beer and loves helping others enjoy it, too. I want someone who knows how to pour a perfect pint for any beer style. I want a Cicerone. The Cicerone certification program is creating the type of people who help you enjoy great beer. Home brewers and craft beer lovers know beer is more flavorful and complex than ever, and it takes some serious knowledge to store and serve beer right. Cicerones know beer. There are three levels in the Cicerone program. Certified Beer Server, Certified Cicerone, and Master Cicerone. Cicerones are truly the sommeliers of beer. The best beer locations have a certified Cicerone on staff. Relaxed and unpretentious, Cicerones are tested on storing and serving beer, beer styles, flavor and tasting, the brewing process and ingredients, and pairing food with beer. Learn more about your next beer guide at Cicerone.org. Certified Cicerone, because it takes top talent to present a perfect pint. When Michael Fairbrother started Moonlighting, he had no idea how quickly his dream was going to grow. Having homebrewed for 15 years, Michael decided to go pro, but not with beer. While attending his homebrew club meetings, he saw ladies knocking their men out of the way to try his mead. Moonlight Meadery is now two years old and can produce 200,000 bottles a year. It's the first New Hampshire winery to ever distribute to California and Australia. In fact, you can now find Moonlight Meadery Meads distributed nationwide. And they ship direct, too. They produce 56 different varieties of mead and are unlike anything you've ever seen on the market. Michael Fairbrother at Moonlight Meadery is a real success story that can make the BN Army proud. Visit Moonlight Meadery in Londonderry, New Hampshire or online at MoonlightMeadery.com. Moonlight Meadery. Romance in a glass. The Brewing Network's very own Code Writing Fool's son, Ryan Wolf, has opened a beer mecca in Missouri. The Wolf Brow House of Beer has hundreds of beers from all over the world and is conveniently close to I-70 in St. Peter's. Free tastings, Saturdays, 4 to 6 p.m., featuring special guests from local breweries. The best build-your-own six-pack around with every style represented. And kegged craft beer available for your kegerator, too. There's always something new at the Wolf Brow House of Beer. New and hard to find beer every week. No two visits are the same, just like passing out at the Rat Pad. Hi, this is Ryan from Wolfbrow House of Beer. Mention the Brewing Network when you stop in for some cool free stuff. Mention JP for a swift kick in the ass. The Wolfbrow House of Beer. Beer with personal service from a member of the BN Army. This is code. Visit my son's shop or I'll yank the fuck BN website down. www.wolfbrow.com Here's a bite for beer lovers. Soft caramel made with real craft brew and coated in chocolate. And hop drops. Hard candies made with real hop oil. Introducing Beer Candy from BeerCandy.com. Beer Candy's amazing caramels come in four mouth-watering flavors. IPA, bitter gold wrapped in smooth white chocolate. Lager, made with a familiar beer from Boston and coated in milk chocolate. Lambic, soury Belgian goodness full of fresh raspberry and dipped in dark 
dark chocolate and stout roasty cocoa chocolate insanity. Hop drops are made with fuggles or cascade hops and are known as the candy that bites you back. Choose from sampler and full sizes of both and make your mouth jump to life. All at beercandy.com. Hop drops and beer caramels. Satisfy your sweet tooth as only a beer lover could with beer candy. Visit beercandy.com today. Live. Beer Radio. The Brewing Network. The Brewcasters. If you're just starting, don't be discouraged by all this stuff. It's exactly. so easy. Just throw it yeah. together. Put yeah, some sugar and some water and some yeast in there. Yeah. Network. <laughs> <laughs> Back. It is a 401 beer. 
my good friend Forrest Day. You can check him out online. Just search Forrest Day. He plays our events. He's a badass. He makes good music. That was Hyperactive Mind off of his last album, uh, Forrest Day. Check it out. I'm also looking at my good friend uh, and producer Moskowitz's brother's photo on my wall, and I love it. It looks it's great. A, it's a great photo of the Bay Bridge. It's like looking from the East Bay over to San Francisco, and I've always been an East Bay kid. You know, I never lived in SF. I'm an East Bay guy. Uh, what's your brother's name, and where can people find his fantastic photography? His name is Adam. He shares a last name, weirdly. Adam Moskowitz, uh, amoskowitz.com, which I actually find more fun than his website, is his Tumblr feed. amoskowitz.tumblr.com. It's fun to follow every day. He's always posting awesome-looking stuff. All right, go Abstract check it out. Amoskowitz.tumblr.com, and uh, I love I, I love this photo. I get to look out at it, and I'm not a Golden Gate Bridge guy. Uh, I'm a little I'm a little old school for that, uh, although it's an older bridge, I suppose. But it's too fancy for me. I like things a bit dirty and grungy, you know, like Pacheco and Martinez. Yeah. And to me, the the East Bay Bridge uh, fits that, and that's the photo that we have from your brother on our wall. It's more industrial and less uh, glitzy. Yeah, yeah, it's more real and less douchey, is yeah. how I like to put it. Uh, although some people might put it the opposite way. <laughs> it's more yeah. douchey and less artistic or something. I don't know. But I love it. Uh, so go check them out uh, over there. All right. Uh, just a couple of things left to do. If you want to call in for Drunk of the Week, do it right now. 888-401-BEER. And uh, we'll we'll finish those things up right now. 888-401-BEER. Uh, Susie Q is taking your phone calls over there. Uh, be nice to her. You know, she's been nice to us. She's got a long drive to come down here to beautiful Martinez from... Wherever the fuck she lives. Well, she has big Where do you live again? On Mars? Yep. Thought so. It's really far. That's I thought I it was Venus. Aren't we from Mars? Mars and Venus. That's true. We are Martians here. Uh, a couple of things left to finish. We are wrapping up a talk on the Belgian beer with Doc. And Doc, uh, I know we did just open up another beer of yours, but before we do that, okay. um, let's talk about the different yeasts because uh, there are different ways to do the Belgian Golden Strong. Yes. Okay. Um, with this one, I had a lot of trouble uh, keeping down the clove and the esters, even though I really oh. fermented really low at, at uh, 65 degrees. Yeah. And it, you can tell they still came through. But they were still subdued. They were okay. nice. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. not as much as I would have wanted to in a, in a Belgian Golden. Okay. So, uh, and that was using the Belgian Golden yeast. The, the, it was Basically, it was the 570 from, from uh, Y yeast. From White East, uh, uh, from White Lab, White Lab, so White okay. Lab. and right. that was that was the Duvel, uh, basically. Okay. Uh, so you know we've got other ones that we can use. Uh, one of my favorite ones is the uh, the Abbey Yeast. Well, let me just, if I can, if you don't mind, Doug, let me just read the description of the five seventy. Okay. A little bit because I just I think it's interesting for people to be able to hear that you might be able to produce a strong peppery phenolic with a balanced orange and lemon-like ester. Uh, the strain attenuates well, but it's been known to slow to ferment and flocculate, you know, to drop out at yep. the end there. Uh, and and I think you might find that in your beer, too, a little slow to flocculate. Well, uh, it got tossed around here. Ah, getting up it's here. It's a tosser. Okay. So just something to think about, uh, and I like the descriptions of these yeast. And by the way, when you're picking yeast, <laughs> yeah. pay attention to these descriptions, because if you do it right... The descriptions aren't false. They're, and, uh, they're not just pulling these out of the air. Well, the ones you're reading here are the not the ones... I, I made a point to not pull the ones that were off the, the yeast uh, 
website. Okay. Uh, these do, these are more from forums and people's use. People's use. Okay. Yeah, definitely. All right. So that's the uh, White Labs 570. What else, Doc? Uh, so uh, you know, I I like the Abbey yeast and uh, or or the trap is the 500. Uh, those are some of my my go to ones. The Belgian ale one, the five fifty. I'm I'm a White Labs guy, so yeah. it's more more uh, attainable for me. It's right there when I want it. The uh, the five thirty I really like. So that's the West Mall. Is the five thirty? Got it. That that's probably my second go to. So White Labs five thirty Abbey Ale, um, a predominant ester character. Complex yeah, right. and reminiscent of pears, bubblegum, plums, and citrus fruits. Which actually, yours uh, has some of that. Hey, yeah, though, that's yeah. Those are. I love that in a beer. Yeah. I love. That's why I like uh, the Hefeweizens because they've got uh, or certain ones have the, you know the the bubblegummy and they have the pears and the plums. Okay. It goes on to say that the peppery, spicy, phenolic character melds well behind the esters. And at higher temperatures, these yeasts can contribute some banana into the ester profile. At low temperatures, uh, lower than 66 degrees, that is, uh, this yeast can go into permanent hibernation. Exactly. So you have to be careful. You've got to be careful. You, it, most yeasts don't like to be uh, cycled up and down. They don't know what's happening to them. They, they go nuts. They say, oh, my God. Uh, let's go to hibernation because we get we gotta we gotta uh, preserve ourselves, right? And we're we're maybe they they don't know if they're freezing. It's going to keep going down lower and lower. So they 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 put up a wall. They put up the glycogen uh, stuff that's going to make them survive, right? And but they're they're going to stop you know doing your fermentation. So don't do anything fast with these guys. But when you say permanent uh, hibernation, is that how is that different than death? Uh, it's not. It means you're probably not going to rouse them again. Yeah. yeah. So in, it's not. In, that in the case of this, it's not different than death. In other words, you won't you get them, them to keep doing their business. So you're you're going to have to like repitch at a different temperature. They they set up they they put a coat on, over over their cell wall. Yeah. They do things that you can't coax them back into like, hey, let's play again. Right. And but- I'm a lot like this. Like, if I'm going at it and, uh, you know, I'm about to finish and I'm made to stop for whatever reason. You mean the lights come on? Yeah, or like whatever happens, like maybe she's not done yet. Like, I give a shit. Or some uh, farts. And yeah, and then, and then they're like, oh, slow down. <laughs> and then I'm like, well, slow down, really? Because I could just go to sleep now. I, yeah. I can't stop Don't now. Don't coach me. You're Let not me, the boss of me. I, I gotta fi- I, it's, it's now or now. Never. Uh, anyway, I'm similar. So, so a lot of these yeasts have their own little finicky thing to them. Yeah. And uh, the main ones I've always played with are always the 500, the 570, and the 530. Okay. The other ones, not so much. Uh, I've used them. You've used the uh, Bastone, yes. for example, the oh, 510? Yeah. Yes. That's the Orval. Uh-huh. And, and, well, the Orval is your main yeast. Yeah, you you ferment through, and then you're going to throw in your brett after that. Okay, so yeah, most of these you you are a yeast wrangler, and you're going to be able to make them do what you want them to do. But the, each one's a different thing. But your favorite is is what? Uh, oh, it's the Abbey, the five thirty. That's my favorite because I could I I can steer it wherever I want it to go, and that comes from the Westmall Abbey. Yes, so. Westmall is one of my favorite beers. Okay, 
It really, it really is. Uh, it, because it's it's more estuary than than um, the phenolic. It's got a lot more of the pears. It's got more of the bubble gum, the plums, is and, and less of the the sharp peppery things. But it's got enough. Well, it's got enough there that it balances out. When I think of Westmel, I don't think of Belgian Golden Strong. No, I, I no, think no. Of dark. Well, I'm, just, I'm just talking about just in my my general. Belgian general I see. Uh, brewing thing. Well, so you uses. you wouldn't use the 530 for a Belgian Golden Strong? No, or would no, you? no, no. I okay. wouldn't. All right. What would you? What's your favorite Belgian Golden Strong? What do you think? Uh, five seventy. The five seventy. I would go to that first. Uh, maybe the five fifty. Okay. Second. Okay. Uh, but when we're talking about steering yeast and which way you want to go, uh, yeah, I see. Your best bet is to go with what they suggest first, and then start steering it. It's usually temperature, and the other thing is uh, oxygenation and uh, pitching pitching uh, strength. Okay. So, uh, if you're into like really trying to work your way into a, a Belgian ale and and making it what you want, yeah, that stick with one kind of thing and learn how it likes to behave. Okay. All right. Well, it sounds like a good start to do a, a nice Belgian Golden Strong. And as we move on, Doc poured us a. Uh Shit, I think a Belgian quad. Yeah, it's kind of like a Belgian quad. Isn't God it? damn it. What do you think? God damn it. That's good. I'm going to borrow your bicycle and ride home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Susie's going to ride home, dude. Yeah, I've got a few of these out. That, that, uh, this, this is just... I gave up on this one about a year ago. I thought, yeah, it wasn't what I wanted. And it just, in the bottle, just mature, matured to... Oh, it's got those kind of... Uh, the plum. Plum. You smell it, and you grape. think it's going to be the sweetest thing in the world. I know. But it's that is not. Uh, uh, this is a... How old is this beer? Oh, this has got to be like two and a half years old. Oh, man. Maybe three. I, it, uh, it's going to make me want to sleep for two and a half years. <laughs> You're rump- now, that's hibernation. <laughs> Rumpel Juskin. <laughs> yeah. By the way, that's easy for me. But but this is this is just I I given up on this one. I ran into I had a a case of these uh, corked and caged ones that mm-hmm. I had like tucked away, and I've been pulling them out. Going whoa! Whew. Wait, you you gave up on it? Why did you say I it wasn't what I wanted? But I'm not going to throw it out because I went on all the trouble of corked and caging. And this this is I That's I don't good. think uh this is a blend of uh, like three different beers with three different fermentations, and it all went back into one. Uh, keg, uh, and then I I re repitched and then corked and caged this one. Oh. What what about it wasn't what you wanted? <laughs> I know <laughs> it's fantastic. I mean, it, like, I mean, it was obviously different than this. So what? what uh, when, when I started, it was way too sweet, and it was just it just had some phenolics that I didn't like. Not anymore. Yeah, it smells like it's going to be that, and then it's it not. smells like that, and then but now it's just like. This beer makes me know I'm going to eat Jack in the Box later tonight. <laughs> and the reason I know that is, it's, you know what I'm saying? It's not good. It's not fantastic. It's the opposite. It's like, oh, I'm get, I love this. I'll feel good enough to eat your fucking judgment. Jack It's all about your judgment being yeah, fucked yeah. up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah th- this turned the out. The real power is gone. It's not about the beer in it. <laughs> no. It's, it's the alcohol only. Eating Jack in the Box this, later. This turned out like your friend's little ugly sister. <laughs> You, you just wrote her off a long time ago, but then she turned out to be. You, oh no! You went off to college and you come back. And I was like, "Wow, 
<laughs> your friend. You should change it. By the way, when you enter this beer to nationals, it's called your friend's little ugly sister. <laughs> That's a great name. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's go to the phones. Uh, we got Garad on the line. What's happening, buddy? Uh, sorry, Justin, to call in two weeks in a row. That's but, all right. Um, How are you, buddy? I've got to say that Doc, Doc has got some um, brewing information there. It's fantastic. Uh, the man's kicking ass for a couple weeks, isn't he? He certainly is. Hey, talking about the ugly cousin as well. Yeah. Sorry, the, um, <laughs> the ugly little sister, was. yes. Yeah. Um, I went to a funeral of my uncle. He, he died a little while ago. And uh, when I was at the funeral, I saw this hot chick. And um, <laughs> it turns out it was my uh, my cousin. Oh, and when, when, when she was young, it was like, oh, she was all spotty and redheaded and whatever else. But it was like, holy shit, didn't she turn out well? <laughs> Much right. the same as Doc's beer, you know? Well, uh, was she your first cousin? Yeah, so it's not legal. No, no. that's too bad. Even in Australia? It's still okay. I mean, I mean you what can make legal? it out. What do you, you mean legal? What you do you want to do? You just can't put it in. It's <laughs> <laughs> what I love about dudes. Like, it doesn't matter if it's a funeral and it's your family. She's hot, she's hot. Listen, we could be in the middle of the uh, the most grief we've ever had. If a hot redhead walks by, we're going to fucking notice. That's what happened. Yeah. Oh, she- and I'll tell you what, too. It gets a little bit nastier than that because it turns out that she gave birth a week before. We even saw her. You know? And she still looks so good. there's plenty of room, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, well done, Grod. I'm proud of you. But anyway, um, I went to a, a beer festival um, on Saturday, which is like you know two days ago for me, um, at <laughs> Maitland Jail. And it was yeah. called Bitter and Twisted. And I ran into some guys there that um, were wearing some BN merch. And um, we started talking about the Alabama legislature. Yeah. And um, pissing ourselves laughing with the um, entertainment you gave us for that. Oh, good. Well, I think it's a, you know. A, yeah, you sound, you sound really happy with that. Yeah. Uh, he was distracted, Rod. He, he, right. was, he, he, he was writing something. I'm he writing things down. But, yeah. uh, he, he, he really is amused by what you said. Yeah, that's not yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure he is. Yeah. I can see his face. <laughs> see how amused right. I am. Or I'll, I'll let you just go and um, get on to some other stuff, eh? Grod, love Thanks you, brother. Up. Thanks, man. Yeah, good to talk to you. Bye. Later. There you go. The great Grod. I feel like I should have talked over him more since I'm sitting in JP's chair and, you know, he's fond of talking over him. Or just talking over him does not... <coughs> you got to, like, insult him, too. Right. In, in a low-key way. Of course. Can, can people call in twice tonight since JP's not here? <laughs> uh, no. No. No, it's against no. the rules, man. Yeah. Yeah, Those what? are the rules. No. If had you uh, announced that JP wasn't rule. here, I'm right. surprised our, our telephone lines aren't just crashed. <laughs> Well, let's uh, stick with the phones. We've got Theo Brew on line one. Of course, What's calling in for Drunk of the Week. Theo and Brew. spread the good word of the Lord. Of course. How are you, dude? I have two things. First, I just want to say that Doc is my hero. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank you. In many ways, more than one. <laughs> I'm not going to go past that point. <laughs> okay. That's fine. Hey, if we meet up face-to-face, you can like let me in on that. Right. Just don't, All right. Just don't I, touch I, his I, penis. I, I don't want to touch his penis. Yeah, you do. But I, wa- I do want to touch his bottle. <laughs> yeah, don't we all? Uh, all right. Uh, go on. What's point number two? Point number two is, okay, five IPA cigar cities, which are at 7.5%. Oh. One bomber, well, actually 750 milliliter of cigar city improv, which is like a 9% brown slash oat slash rye slash India slash brown ale. 
It's crazy. It's a lot of slashes. There's a lot of slashes. Look at that improv. <laughs> One, uh, the, the, the thing that's like, uh, jizz in your mouth, that is the deliciousness that is. <laughs> I'm giggling, it is, I'm no, sorry. It is. Have you guys had the freaking, like, uh, what's it called? The creme brulee stout. Jizz in your mouth. I don't understand. Yeah, that's what, a good what thing. Brewery? What? It's a like creme brulee stout, stout not jizz in your mouth. Right. <laughs> Wait, what What brewery? What brewery? Um, it's uh, Southern Tier. Oh. No, I haven't. It's a 9%, 9% Southern Tier creme brulee stout, jizz in your mouth, beautifulness. You want to ship us some? We, we can't get that here. We don't you can't get that? Okay. Okay, okay, okay. I, I talked to JP, but JP's an asshole. Right, like the, the like the song. The, yeah, exactly. Song, many songs. Okay, so who do I? <laughs> Lock eyes from across the room. Down my Go ahead, we're listening. Who do I email to get an address? You can email me, Moscow. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll bring it in for everybody. And the angels cry. Leave this place. Go back to yours. Our lips first touch outside your doors. The whole night, what we've got in store. Whisper in my ear that you want some more. And I jizz in my mouth. This really never happens. You can take my word. That's just absurd. Mainly your fault for the way that you dance. And now I jizz in my mouth. Don't tell your friends or I'll say you're a slut. Plus it's your fault you were rubbing my butt. I'm very sensitive. Theo, don't you worry that you're going to hell for example no he's no no okay i'll i'll talk i'll talk to you about this later but i've got like like the bible has many places where it talks about how like psalm 104 look it up All right. god made god made wine for the pleasurement of humans like yeah but don't you think you take it to the extreme i mean every week and it's a lot of wine and drunk of I the didn't week call him last week <laughs> oh well, then I take it all back. Oh, well, then God takes it all back. Never mind. Carry on, Theo. <laughs> and, and wait, wait, wait. Was it Noah Wino? Yeah, he was. Yeah, was a wino. I mean, listen. Don't listen. I'm just asking because I'm genuinely curious. But look, I, I will go to your congregation any fucking day of the week. I mean, you know. no, no. Like, okay, so yes, I'm a little drunk now, and I've been a lot of drunk in the past. Right. And um, but like. I mean, you had like eight different beers tonight that were over five percent. Let me let me put it into words for Theo. A problem is not defined by the amount consumed. A problem is defined by continued use in the face of negative consequences. So, Theo, have you been experiencing wow. negative consequences in your life? Look at the brain on Moscow. I love this kid. No, he's he's guy all about right negativity. It's a, it's, I mean that question. Have you? Have you, Theo? N- no, no. But I also haven't been drinking Manischewitz. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> oh, please. <laughs> All right, Theo. Well, anything else? Can we, you know, should we call and vote for you? Or do, do you get voted into the church? I don't know how that works. <laughs> no, you get voted out, though. Are you, do we have to vote for Theo on Tuesday for being the new uh, priest? I don't know what happened. <laughs> no, in a year and a half, I'll, I'll get back to you. I see. So you, where you is You can he? tell what I know about religion. What town are you in? Wait, what town am I in? Yeah, yeah. I'll say I'm in the Tampa Bay area of Florida. What, what? <laughs> no, I, I was going to say, well, we'll all come to visit you, but I ain't going to Florida. <laughs> 
you imagine us all showing up on Sunday? Hi. Theo. What are you? What the What are you people doing here? Oh, we're here to see Theo. <laughs> he said he has some wine. <laughs> yeah, we're here for the wine. <laughs> I'm we don't do wine, unfortunately, but I am teaching members of my congregation how to homebrew. Oh, well, that's you know, cool. We'll, we just, we'll just bring some kegs and we'll set them up in the back. Yeah, I'm exactly. spreading the gospel. He's yeah. like, he's like, <laughs> he's like Terrence, but extra fucked up. <laughs> you know, really? I'll have kids like Terrence does. He's got to be more mature than me. Yeah, that's well. true. All right, Theo, you're in the running once again. <laughs> Thanks. Later, brother. Bye. All right, we've also got uh, Casanzo on the line. Uh, Casanzo is from uh, Utah. Uh, calling in, he says. Um, uh, I think he his what is this? His motto, uh, uh, <laughs> Susie. What he's what I remember from him talking. Like trashy to woman, women, uh, Mormons are tight. No moomoos. Moomoo. Uh, he likes trashy women and tight moomoos on oh, women. Thank well, you. Well, Maybe you should well, just say you it. Should, I can't. If you have to wear a moomoo, it should not be. Got that totally wrong. Like trashy women, Mormons yeah. are. What does that even mean? I don't know. Uh, Casanzo, what's happening? What's going on, guys? Hey, buddy. How you doing? Oh, I'm just, just drunk. <laughs> I'm okay. I'm in my basement. And how's, okay. that, uh, how's that? How's that? I'm not in my basement. My basement isn't finished. I'm just <laughs> hanging out upstairs being drunk with the TV. Just chewing the TV because, you know. the TV. That's just sad that your basement is not finished. Do you um do you have a Mitt Romney cutout in your living room? I'm undecided. What what, what makes you ask that question? It's a fucking Mormon state. He's oh, the only Mormon uh-huh. presidential candidate in history. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you got to if you're from Utah, you got to have a Mitt cu- uh, cutout. You know. Uh, yeah, you do. But <laughs> you didn't get you didn't show up that day <laughs> to get your Mitt cutout. <laughs> I, w- I missed that. Well, that's too bad. Well, what have you had to drink tonight, Cassanzo? Oh, man. <laughs> I've had a few drinks. Yeah. I've I've been drinking uh, some Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. Yeah, how many of those? A few of those. Oh, probably nine. <laughs> okay. Nine's good. Yeah. Nine. And then I've had, uh, you know, I've had like... Four bombers of my own. Okay. Well, what was it? What kind of beer was it? It was like a, a citra pellel type deal. I don't know what it was, but it's strong and it's good. I like that. So it's sort of like Sierra Nevada. Yeah, I was going to say citra pellel, except with citra. It was like maybe I had like a sixteen Sierra Nevada pellel. Yeah, okay. Let's, yeah, <laughs> let's just put Went it in context. Nine. Yeah, probably sixteen Sierra Nevadas. Casanzo, are you white? Uh, yeah. Look, he. <laughs> Because he sounds, Mormon. I know, but he doesn't. Sa- he sounds like uh, he doesn't sound white to me. It's because Casanzo rhymes with Alonzo. My wife's last name is Alfonso. Oh. Casanzo Alfonso. Well, that's not it. Stuff. <laughs> is she white? That's not it. I just. No, I, she's not white. I just. For some reason, I felt like he was not white, but he was trying to sound white. So, what I don't does know. not white sound like? Well, you know what it sounds like, Susie. <laughs> sort of like you, Susie. <laughs> sounds, yeah, fucking sounds like you. Damn it. Sounds like you and Terrence. Oh, Damn. Good shit. Wow. 
Is, right. C- is Sierra Nevada your normal go-to? Oh, our options in Utah are limited. Just, just, More importantly, how much do you weigh? Oh, I weigh like 214. How tall are you, like three foot? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm about three foot, like maybe 5'9". <laughs> <five, nine. laughs> so you're, you're going to make it over the snow drift. <laughs> yeah. Wait, I... I love Doc. What did he say? <laughs> <laughs> He's got your back. That's all. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Well, Casanza, you sound drunk to me, dude. I'm pretty drunk, man. I've been trying all day long. <laughs> you, uh, you got a family? Uh, just my wife and I and the dog. What's your? What kind of dog you got? A white one. I got a pit bull. Not a boy. Oh, I like that. Has he eaten any babies lately? They do that, you know. I've heard. Uh, everything else, but yeah. Of what, what color is it? He's brown and white. I don't know. <laughs> Racist. Mostly white, right? <laughs> he better be. What's your wife doing right now? She's sitting on the couch, flipping me off. <laughs> I was, was going to say hating you. <laughs> All right. Basically, <laughs> hating you. Has she been drinking? <laughs> She what? said she's not wearing a fucking muumuu. <laughs> <laughs> well, that a girl. What well, is she? While we're out, it what is she wearing? A tarpaulin. <laughs> <laughs> she's yeah. wearing a tank top. Yeah, sweet. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, all right, I'll leave her alone. <laughs> yeah. No, she likes it. It's good. It's good fun. No, well, then put her on the phone. Yeah, if she'd like, like to get on the you phone. You want to talk? You want to talk to her for a minute? Yeah, let me talk to her. All right, here she is. Hold uh, on a minute. That middle she finger. She tried to run away, but we're gonna catch her. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Can you hear her running away? Oh hell no! Hold on. Oh hell no! Hey. If you no. tackle her, no, just, that means hold on. Yes. Let me get her on the phone. <laughs> hold on. Here she her. is. Here she is. He's rustling. Hello. <laughs> Why hey, hello? Hey there. Hi. Sorry to bother you. <laughs> Oh, it's okay. I'm, you know, just watching my husband get drunk for this drunk of the week thing. <laughs> well, listen. Uh, are you an enabler? Yeah. How do you, how do you know he's drunk? <laughs> I totally am an enabler. <laughs> Thank you. Well, uh, ha- now. Well, you want, I'm sure it's much more entertaining to talk to my drunk husband, so here he is. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, wait, no, wait. no. Hey, we, we need an opinion from you. Hang on a second. All right. How do we know? Because we don't know. We've never met him before. Uh, what behavior is he doing that, that lets us know he's actually drunk? Uh, did you hear the way he's talking and how loud he talks? <laughs> no, no. Most, mostly what do what you he notice? Do? What yep. do you notice that, oh yeah, he's hammered? Know, that nobody else knows that you're like, oh shit, he's drunk again. When he can talk about anything for 20 minutes at a time. We were talking about freaking bagged soup today. I think he talked about it for like 20 freaking minutes about what a good deal we got on some bagged soup from Winco. He's like, he's on the drive home going, God damn it, we have never gotten such a good deal on soup. Exactly. I mean, uh, you might remember last year we kind of got a good deal, but we didn't get it. Uh, we did uh, not like this year. You know what, my cousin? Exactly. My cousin thought they got a good deal. Uh-uh. <laughs> All right. That's, I, I, I think you got it. That's fair enough. All what, right. What's your name? Louisa. Louisa, thanks for talking to us. We appreciate it. No problem. Thank you, guys. <laughs> Cheers. Bye. 
Uh, all right. Well, uh, she understands. She understands. Hello. <laughs> oh. Hey, Hello. Uh, listen, based on uh, Luisa's uh, recommendation, Casanzo, you're now in the running for drunk of the week. I think so. Sweet. I better be. <laughs> <laughs> all right, brother. We'll talk to you soon. Cheers, man. How was the soup? All right. <laughs> that, that, that's a that's a weird one, Luisa. That's a weird name, isn't it? Yeah, she's you ever not, heard that name, Louisa? Oh yeah, no, it's older than you, Louisa. All right, let's go to Grim from Mississippi. Grim, what's happening? Oh, not a whole lot, fellas. How y'all? Uh, we're doing all right. Uh, how's Mississippi treating you? Well, for the homebrew world, it kind of sucks. Yeah, I bet. One Mississippi. I'm glad to see uh, you're not in jail. Nah, hell, they'd leave us alone. I mean, hell, we got a couple homebrew clubs. In fact, this coming weekend's a homebrew competition in Hattiesburg. Oh, is that right? Oh, so you guys, yeah. you're like, fuck it, we'll do it anyway. Is that, is that like an illegal event? Is that, it is like an illegal event, right? It is. It, it, no, it's illegal. It's called the Outlaw Homebrew Cup. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> they even call it, they just call it what it is. Fuck Great. it. I love it. Yeah, they're they're going to all be in jail eventually. Oh, well, right. well, yeah, uh, the state senators are going to be there. Right. Yeah, I don't know. Fuck them. But either <laughs> way, I'm not real sure anyway. The, the, the pub that's hosting the thing, I don't even think they've got a license and they brew on premises. So. Yeah, okay. Well, how's that happen? Sounds good to me. Sounds edgy. Yeah. Now, what do you do? You, you don't have work tomorrow or what? No, no. I, I got vacation tomorrow, so it's like the first time I've ever been able to like hang out with you guys. Oh, that a boy. I, I've listened to your podcast a bunch, but never had the opportunity to watch it live. So what's it like? What, yeah, how, how disappointing was it? Yeah, how disappointing was it? That <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, was a good time, man. I enjoyed it. Everybody yeah. in the chat room was freaking hilarious. So. <laughs> Oh, that's good. At how, on a scale of 1 to 10, how drunk are you? Well, I went out to the garage to pour another pint and ripped my fucking elbow open on the Perlick. So oh. I, think, I think I'm pretty drunk. Yeah, yeah, per- Perlicks are really smooth. Yeah, they're like smooth. How the hell do you rip it open on a Perlick? You hit it really hard. Uh, well, I kind of like spun around really fast and just kind of caught the edge of it on the on the spout. Oh, it man. Yeah. Did your second cousin give you a little push? <laughs> Look, I'm not from here, man. I just live here. Oh, I see. Where are you from? Originally, I'm from Maine. Oh, well, that's where his first cousin is. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and, yeah, we we did it up behind the barn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because nobody suspects people in Maine, so it's right, fine. Right, We said we are going to go out and smoke some cigarettes out behind the yeah. barn, but we no, did no, it. No, no, no. Actually, we were, we were like just going to like check on the cows or something. You know? <laughs> sure. Now, are you drunk on homebrew or commercial beer? Well, I started out on some lazy magnolia, and then switched over to homebrew. And uh, uh, per the suggestions of the guys in the in the chat room, I, I started on the smash, which is a bit stronger than I expected, but <laughs> it's quite good. What's, well, what's we smash? don't know. Hang on, we yeah, I don't know what any of these three things are. Being from hippie California, what is lazy uh, magnolia? All right, that's a Mississippi uh, local. Well, not local, but it's a brewery. I mean, okay. hell, you guys should be able to buy it. Uh, it's what, commercial. What, what kind of beer was it? Uh, it was their Nut Brown. Okay. Uh, it's pecan. It's made with pecans. It's pretty good. Oh, sounds all right. And what was your homebrew that you drank? The home. It's a smash. It's a Maris Otter and Galena. I see. That's yeah. what you call smash. Well, uh-huh. single malt, uh, single malt, single hops, right? Yeah. Oh, it's an acronym. I get it. Right. 
Tasty and Doc uh, are looking see, I, bewildered. I, you know, everybody. No, no, I, brew, I'm, I'm, I'm trying not. to put it into what style that Everybody's would end up being. That you brew, but I'm just not buying it. <laughs> well, I think you're probably right. Uh, single, single malt, single, single hops. Single hops. <laughs> it's, guys, smash. it's smash, you idiots. Hello? Single malt, single hop. Okay, I just learned that. I, yeah, sorry. well, now you've been learned it. That eluded me. Yeah, you've been there learned. you go. Y'all, y'all from Maine or Mississippi. Yeah, Grim just schooled us. Grim, yeah, did you make that up? No, hell no. I actually, I, I had heard of it. I wasn't thinking that. I was, I was going way beyond the going. Okay, what's he thinking? What's he thinking? And then no. it was like, oh, 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 yeah, I got schooled. Grim, you got a wife? <laughs> no, no, just well, not anymore. You got a dog? I got a dog, Black Lab. He digs more fucking holes than uh, you know. He's a digger. Yeah, he's a digger. What's with that digger? Crazy digger. Yeah. Lazy digger. What's his name? Okay. Uh, Bradford. <laughs> Bradford, hey, Bradford the dog. I named him after my favorite NASCAR driver. Bradford. <laughs> Remember, I'm not from here, man. Oh, that's right. Sorry. <laughs> Remember that. Don't forget that, too. No, that's that's kind of important. I look around and go, holy shit, I'm glad I'm not from here. <laughs> but, yet, but yet you are from there. <laughs> or you wouldn't well, be from there. from there. Yeah, what? I guess so. I guess I am now. What do you do down there, Grim? I just took a job and ended up working here. Uh, basically, I'm like a maintenance kind of guy. All right. But you got tomorrow off. Uh, yeah, got the whole week off, actually. And, you, oh, and, you're, and you're not from there. And not from there. Just gonna, not from here. Any week now, you're going back to Maine. <laughs> what no, are you going no, no. to do all week? Live. You're just going to sit around your house, chill out? I'm going to fire up my tractor, of course. boy. Sweet. <laughs> oh, I love me a good stay vacation. Yeah. That's right. Oh, oh, are you going to drive my tractor next weekend? Oh, shit, yeah, dog. I'll tear some shit up in your tractor. Sweet. Yeah. All right, Grim, my friend, you are in the running for Drunk of the Week. Thanks for calling, dude. All right, man. Take All right, care. brother. Take care Bye. tonight. I like Grim. I like the fact that he doesn't know where he's from. Yeah, he's like, hey, he knows where he's from. I ain't from here. I ain't from here. He is from there. <laughs> but Wherever from you there. are, I ain't from there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> New way. All right, let's go to uh, Panda, who apparently is uh, calling for help. I don't know if he's calling in for drugs. <laughs> is this Pablo Sandoval? Panda, what's yeah, happening? That's what I was thinking. Hey. Hey, buddy. Pablo. What's going on, man? Turn down the radio and tell me what's happening. Um, having a nice long brew day, and I've had, like, one of the most worst stuck matches I've ever had. Oh. So it definitely is Pablo Sandoval. Yeah, by the way, uh, Panda, where are you calling from? Uh, Vancouver. DC. Cool. So, so you. Were, so he's having a long fucking brew day. Holy so, shit! So you, you didn't hit the home run. Go, three, three of them. Uh, yeah, we got started like a little afternoon, and, you, and, uh, and you're still we in your mash. Almost got the brew kettle foiled or filled now. Ooh. All right, tell us about the mash. Uh, what's in it? Um, a lot of English dough. pale malt. Uh, the whole mash totals just under sixty pounds. Um, six pounds of rye, two pounds of wheat. Making a couple barrels. Some, <laughs> some pale chocolate, and the most of it's made up of Marisotter and uh, Vienna malt. Okay, what, what's the beer style first? Uh, barley wine. Oh, okay, because we we're, were thinking you were a nut for having sixty pounds of grain in there, but and and what size um, vessel is it in? Um, it's split between two kegel mash tons. 
Okay. okay. Yeah. So two thirties. And what do you got for uh, bottoms in that? What kind of false bottoms are in there? I've got a one of them's got the the one that's really badly stuck is like a ten inch uh, false bottom perforated stainless. Okay, like the kind that you buy and you put in there and connect it to the. Yeah, it's the like the weldless the weldless one from Morbier. Right, yeah. Oh, all right, that's a good false bottom. And they're bol- you can't get liquid out of them. It's it's a trickle, like it's <laughs> what, okay. a, a dribbling out of that one. Okay, the what, other one's trickling as well, but it's it's a little bit better. What have you done to rectify the situation? Um, what stupid things have you done? To rectify it. <laughs> well, first things I did was stirred it a few times. Okay. Stirred it, kind of got better. You know, recirculate like a little bit just to to get yeah. it to stop being stupid cloudy. Um, blowing back in the out. Uh-huh. Did that? Been doing that a bunch because it's like you just get a, a little rush of fluid after. Yeah. Um, I've even tried pumping water, like like fresh hot water in, lifting the whole grain bed. And then it worked well for a while, but then it just goes right back to the trickle after, like, ten minutes. Yeah, man. Uh, um, are you uh, using a pump? Um, I'm not pulling it out with a pump. I'm, I'm using gravity to pull it out. Okay, yeah, because sometimes if you, if you use a pump, you're going to, like, suck the grain yeah. down. Yeah, well, that's I've, I've stopped using the pump for that very reason. A, a better way, instead of just stirring it, is just to rake in, mm-hmm. uh, in, in like, vertical motions, just straight, straight, straight. And then try that. It, 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 just you, pulling you, it up? Well, I, no, no, no. Don't pull, don't pull anything up. Just You want to break straight down and across mm-hmm. and up uh, and do it uh, all the way across. That's what I do mostly. Like, I've got a thin stainless, like, all stainless mash paddle. Yeah. So, you know, just go straight down, back and uh, forth. But it, oh, it, yeah, straight that, down, back and forth. That's that's too thin. You, uh, I use a, a, a wooden one, which is a mm-hmm. little thicker. It's probably an inch thick. And it actually breaks yeah. it up a little bit. You're you're gonna channel uh, mm-hmm. the 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 mash coming through, so you're gonna get less efficiency. But at least it's gonna run. Okay, but if he did that already, what's next? No, he he did it with a different kind of mash paddle. He, he like, basically raked with, with a, a straight blade. Oh, um, you, you got stirring's not gonna do it either. Unless you're stirring in some rice holes or something. Yeah. Um, can you do you have any yeah. rice holes you could throw in there? Um. I always throw a pound of rice hulls down before I put anything else in. All right, so you have some in your mash, but it's still stuck. Yeah, like okay. right at right at the bottom. So I, he doesn't mix them in; he just puts them uh, at the no, bottom. they get mixed in it. How how is it doing now? It's, well, we've almost got all the like our, our mash our your our boil volume, yeah. but it's been like it's been hours. <laughs> yeah, you know, well, I'm looking. Hours. The other thing is just it to didn't look, water well. I guess. Yeah. The other thing is just to uh, you know Quit. when you you know it's not coming out. Uh, just just fill the mash tun back up to it's got about three four inches above, and just let mm-hmm. it sit for about three four hours because you're done. You're ready to like toss the thing out. Yeah. Uh, put enough water in. It's about three or four. Yeah. You know uh, uh, inches up above the grain bed, and just let it sit. Go do something else. And then uh, you could graduate your kid or what you got to do. And uh, you come back, and, and so many times I've done this, and now it starts to flow, but flow it slow. And it, it will come back out. 
Is it because the whole thing kind of just raises up? Yeah, it does. It just kind of it just kind of breaks up the whole uh, dough ball that's in there. Okay. But uh, if you use a, a thin mash paddle, you're not going to get what you want. You want to use a thick mash paddle, push it down, rake it straight across about four or five what times. If I, and you, you, what if with my mash paddle... Uh, I pushed it down and then kind of wiggled it back and yeah, forth uh, and I pulled it just a little bit. Yeah, or twist it a little bit sideways and pull it. That way you're yeah. going to set up, you want to set up some channels. If you, yeah. ch- if you channel it, you're going to get the water to go through, but you're not going to get the efficiency that you wanted. But you mm-hmm. know, at this point, it's going to be get what I want, but, right. not, but not trash the whole, whole brew day. Yeah. But because by the way, okay. you've you, you've hung in there longer than I'm going to hang. Uh, in. Yeah, don't don't give up by <laughs> any means. Don't give up because I don't know. I'd I've given up. Spend more than two hundred dollars on ingredients today. I'm not going to kick this one over. Okay, so don't. you're going to be up now. You're just about to start boiling, is what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. Like in another <laughs> hopefully ten minutes, we're going to be starting to boil. Oh shit! You got a long night. Yeah. Well, I'm at. Uh, I'm even set up at my work. Did you call it's in got yet? A nice big shop with the bay door, wow. so it's 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 not exactly the most comfortable place to be, but it's right. good for working. Well, uh, good so is JP there today? No, no, no he, he's here. He's here. JP, what do you think about this whole thing? I will fucking well, actually, come and paper cut the shit out of your mom in front of you. <laughs> yeah, he's here. Um, I sent him a pic to his email account just like a few moments ago of like my my wife stirring the mash near the beginning. That would give you like a like not a full view of my my system, but at least a partial view. One thing I'm, I'm thinking of doing dick. is maybe, pardon? Just suck a dick. It doesn't <laughs> matter. <laughs> um, one thing wife. I was thinking of doing is going to a 15 inch uh, false bottom. Hang on, before we talk about uh, 15 inches, is your wife topless in the pic that you sent, JP? Unfortunately, not this time. No. Well, then he's not here. No, he's not here. Give me any credit in this fucking studio at all? No. Uh, go so fifteen inch. Uh, what? False bottom. False bottom. Hmm. Uh, so would, that, would that help the, with these kind of things? Well, sure. Like, yeah, the bigger the false bottom. Yeah, the. Uh, well, actually, I, I have some thoughts about it. Why don't you email me tomorrow? And I've got mm-hmm. some things about about what might help next. You're already talking about changing the false bottom and this this other thing. Um, yeah, but for the listeners who are listening, for that matter, I got a feeling a larger that, false bottom would help, wouldn't it? Yeah, no, I got a feeling that what, the, the outflow from his false bottom is a a straight down from the middle, and when you have yeah. so much weight grain on it, it just smashes it right down, ah. and it does not let it flow out. Okay, so if you can drill from the sides, uh, so under the false bottom, but in that fitting. It flows out from the sides because so many they just screw it into the false bottom, and it just goes straight down. Right. And when you put sixty pounds of grain, the whole thing collapses, and you, it just just does not flow. I see. That makes it's sense. It's sixty pounds of grain. Yeah. So and in his case, maybe more. Uh, he's doing a, a barley wine. So yeah. It's a lot so of you want to yeah. you want to drill holes from the side in that inlet that w- that is underneath ah. the false bottom. It, it really does help. All right, you can also email Doc. He's Doc at doc at thebrewingnetwork.com, and uh, he might be able to help you further. Yeah. So, uh, well, one more. Th- yeah, go ahead. Oh, one more thing. My uh, my job is uh, beer line cleaning. Yeah. Uh-huh. 
Okay. I spend my whole day in bars and restaurants making beer lines sparkle. Hey, thank you. Thanks a yeah, lot. Yeah, thank no, you. No, thank you. We mean it. Yeah. I, um, I gave up construction and I went for a job in the beer field because it's where my heart is. Well, thank you for doing that. You're doing God's work. Now you're cleaning up other people's messes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A, th- right. a thankless job because right. we appreciate it, but so many people just expect it to be that way. That's right. Thank you. Oh, my God. When there's a problem and I have to deal with servers being like, why the God, why, why goddamn Budweiser isn't flowing today? Like, why the <laughs> fuck can I have my, my Molson products? Right. And I'm just like, if you give me half an hour, I'll actually fix it so it works properly as opposed to, you know, jugs of foam. Oh, yeah. And by the way, why does this Molson taste like shit? Oh, that's because it's Molson. <laughs> you're bitching at me because your tips are less? I don't get tips, bitch. Yeah. All right, Panda, thanks for the call, brother. And listen, good luck. I hope you, your night doesn't take you uh, all night. No. That could be rough. And way to hit those three home runs in game one, man. That made the whole series. Well done. Thank you, Panda. All right. Later. Thanks, guys. Cheers. Do you think he has any idea what I'm talking about? No, nah, he's not from clue. Canada. Yeah, that's a look. They don't even know what baseball is up there. It is the World Series. Like, do you mean the, what they call it. When they, oh, the Snowmobile World Series. Yeah, I saw that. It was, oh, man, they, those guys are fast. And it got a beaver in the way. <laughs> <laughs> that one guy's engine quit, and he had some Malamutes pull, pulling him. It was great. Yeah. Shit. He still, he still fan, managed to finish. All right, uh, ladies and gentlemen, it's time to vote for our uh, Drunk of the Week on this week, November 4th, 2012. We had uh, Theo Brew call in once again. Uh, he had five uh, 7% beers, and I, I think I wrote this down right. Five 7% beers of, of some kind, uh, and three 5% beers after that, and some other fucking beer after that. Not sober. Then we had Casanzo. Uh, who had nine uh, Sierra Nevada Pale Ales, uh, plus four of his own uh, Citra. And they were bombers. Pale Ales, yeah. They were bombers. And I do believe we also spoke to... Was he the one we spoke to his wife? Yes. Yeah. And it was Casanzo. And she also concurred that he was drunk <laughs> as shit. Because he talked about shit she didn't want to hear about. <laughs> right. Again. And, and had no intention of speaking to us also. Well. And then uh, finally we had Grimm. Uh, call in. Uh, of course, he called in from Mississippi. Although he's not from Mississippi, don't don't mistake him. No, uh, he had a shitload of Lazy Magnolia, which is a Mississippi brewery, apparently, What's up, and sorry? then a, a shitload of homebrew that was SMSH or Smash or Single Malt Single Hop. If you're an idiot and you didn't know that, if you're not informed. Then smash. He, then he had a lot of Smash. Reagan Smash. Yeah. Uh, apparently, we're all supposed to know the acronyms now. Fucking acronyms. You don't even know how to spell. Yeah. Let alone an acronym. I don't even know what a fucking acronym is. Moscow told me before the show <laughs> so that I could write it down and, and say it here like I knew what it was. Really? I thought scuba meant scuba. <laughs> it doesn't? No. no. It's an acronym. Shit. <laughs> See? And next thing you're going to tell me, Obama's not an American. He was born in <laughs> Kenya. Ac- o- Obama is an acronym. <laughs> <It's> an acronym. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. So those are our three candidates, everybody. Uh, Suze, we'll give you one vote for each boob, as always. You're already voting right now <laughs> with your elbows that, that's you see what, your ballots. Uh, <laughs> you just can't tell what's on it. That's yeah. what the Twitter name, the Twitter game should have been. <laughs> we can see your ballots. Acronym for Obama. 
Tasty just voted earlier. Twitter game. Oh, that would have been good. Oh, see, Doc? See? I should put you in charge of, of social networking. Uh, it's a very busy job. But I'm not negative yeah, enough here. Uh, okay. Uh, three here. candidates. Uh, one vote each, except uh, Sue. Uh, here we go. Uh, Theo Brew. <laughs> Poor fucking... I want to give him one, just because he's so consistent. <laughs> give him one, will you? Give him a vote, Sue. Will you? I am giving him a vote, because right. he's consistent. Well, he tries. Right. It's just not hard enough. Suze is giving you a vote, Theo. You get the right one. I mean, the, the man's ruining his career every week on this program. And he's still not winning Drunk I hope the, the Week. the bishop's not oh, no, listening. We need to go there. And he hasn't won this career. year, has he? I don't know. No, he's I don't not think a medal. He's, he hasn't medaled? I think he did win one time. He's not, he's won. Okay, he hasn't Has he, has he medaled? He's going for Drunk of the Year. So, yeah. I guess he's medaled. He's All right, medaled? well, Suze voted for Theo Brew. Uh, Casanzo. Uh, he was our nine uh, Sierra Nevada. Oh, yeah. The yeah, the, yeah. 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 <laughs> I like that he had to chase not, his It was wife. nine plus four bombers. Yeah, that's four more votes, including the Sioux, which means Moscow's voting for Grimm for Mississippi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, one vote for Grimm. That means Casanzo is our drunk of the week. Yeah, well done, sir. And uh, tell your lovely wife uh, that, you know, she should be proud of you. Uh, send an email to jp at thebrewingnetwork.com. jp at thebrewingnetwork.com. He will send you a Brewing Network prize pack for your victory today. Yes, he will. Uh, as Drunk of the Week. He's doing it right now. Yeah. Uh, well done, <laughs> sir. Yeah. Okay. Hey, Justin. <laughs> hey, Doc. Hey, Justin. Do we do uh, Beersmith? We did. We did. Yeah. I think I did. Okay, then we're good. Oh, I didn't give out uh, any recipe, did I? No, you want to give it? No. But I can. It's real simple. Do it. And it's all, it, it was all from Beersmith anyway. Yeah. So. Really easy. Um, There's plenty of guys that are going to hear this recipe and jizz in their pants. Yeah. So uh, we're talking about uh, Pilsner. And uh, I printed out way too small. What's the malt bill? You want me to read it? Yes, please. You don't have your glasses? Yeah. Shit. Moscow, you're going to have to read it. I don't have my glasses either. All right. 12 ounces of Carapils. 12 pounds of Pilsner 2 row. 0.75 ounces of Saz. At uh, yeah, at the beginning, an ounce, of, at the, uh, an ounce of Syrian Goldings at ten minutes, uh, one and a half ounces of Syrian Goldings at sixty minutes, three pounds of corn sugar, and uh, one package of uh, the uh, White Labs Belgian Golden Ale yeast. Yeah, so, yeah, I used a big starter on that, uh, and all that sugar I I didn't put it in when I was brewing. It was all. As the fermentation was going, it slowed down a little bit. We throw it in, keep it going. So uh, do it that way. Yeah. Uh, try to keep the fermentation temperature real low. Uh, 66, 67. Don't let it go above that. Uh, once it all you can starts to peter out, uh, push it up to about 72. Let it sit for a while. All the diacetyl will go away. Okay. Uh, as you're... Uh, Prepping it for fermentation. A lot of oxygen. It's real hard to put a lot of oxygen in a high, uh, uh, OG high gravity wort. Yeah. Because it just does not want to go into solution. So you really got to really be diligent about pushing it in. Okay. 
Beautiful. And there you go. Doc's Belgian Golden Strong will be na- back next week, continuing Brewvember with uh, a beer judging show with Brian Cooper. And uh, thanks to everybody for hanging out with us. Thanks to Joe Castellute from Peace Tree Brewing Company. Go check them out right now. Thank you for doing the show. And we'll see you next time.